the poisonous secretions of a giant monkey frog. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Get, get, get me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl. Lock on. Smoke on. Mwah. So when are we smoking some weed? I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Smoke in a bowl, sir. We sparked one up. Spark one up. Wow, I am really high. You make weed look so uncool. I've earned the right to smoke weed. Stay stoned. Unless you cannot handle staying stoned even one day longer. But then, you know, Depends on what kind of stone you're talking about, doesn't it? Welcome back, lovely bowlers. Another Tuesday in the books. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl, episode 153. Live on the bowl stream at bowlafterbowl.stream. Live on the No Agenda stream. I am Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. Happy 420 Eve. Oh, yes. It is April 19, 2022. That means it's 420 Eve. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, 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 man. Oh, man. You gotta love it. It's the uh, most wonderful time of the year. Oh, yeah, of course. So we say? We go from... Warm, nice days to very cold days with lots of rain. Yeah, it's up, it's down, it's all around, your pants fell down, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Unpredictable weather. Can't predict it. Not even Gary Lezak himself can figure this shit out. No. Nobody knows what's going on. Uh, Other than, I'm happy to report, (laughs) Daddy's back. Got rid of that stone for good. Woo! Yeah, on Easter. On Easter. Of all days. On Easter Sunday. Good day for moving stone. The stone was rolled away, let's say. What do you think about that? Oh, man. Well, the story was hilarious. It's kind of wild, really. Uh, It gets you thinking. It's like uh, somebody's looking out. For sure. Even though I definitely tested to maybe even past my limit, to be frank, about it. Um, And apologies again just for everyone and everything that I may have let down (laughs) over the past couple weeks because... I mean, we may have been here putting a show together, and I may have been here physically and technically, but mentally, didn't really feel very here. Spiritually, almost totally absent. So it's really, really good to be back to the land of the living and alive and uh, rocking without the rock, let's say. Yeah, seriously. (sighs) Free. Free. Let's not do that again. No, no. Moving forward. <laughs> or let's at least be insured <laughs> when we well, do it the next time. You just filled out that paperwork. I know. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kicks in um, in June. Yeah. So we're good on that. And, and then kicks you get your uh, follow-up appointment in when? July? Yes. Yeah, they got... <laughs> no uh, rush. They got me scheduled early July for follow-up. It's gnarly, man. That yeah. stone you made. So it's- some of you might have already seen it Sunday on, on the No Agenda Socials. 
I'll put a link in the show notes, but I'm not going to post the pictures in there. But I'll link to your toot with the pictures. Okay. We'll link to the toot. Toot will be there. This little fucking piece of evil that came out of me is so nasty looking. It's so disgusting. If you... The theater of the mind with me for a second. If you imagine a black peppercorn that has like grown some pale yellow crystally shards on it like blades that's what this little fucker looks like yeah it's almost like the coronavirus cartoon and luckily we were out i mean we were out and about on sunday so we had to get some last minute purchases at the grocery store right because i went up to my aunt's for easter she invited us up for easter do the easter thing up there so i was like i'll bring salad and bread this is easy to grab and the salad part i already had so we just had to grab bread and a few essentials. You know how it goes. Well, my dumbass has repl- dis- you know, misplaced my debit card somewhere. I don't know. I haven't seen it for seven, eight days. I don't know. It's around. You know how these things go. Yeah. So I've been borrowing Lorian's card <laughs> to pay for shit. The same bank account, obviously. Uh, I just reach, grab her card, pay for stuff. She's always got it on her, so I just like grab it, swipe it, give it back. That's kind of my MO. But apparently, on Saturday, where the very last time I grabbed it and swiped it, I did not give it back. Kept it in my own wallet. In my own wallet, which I neglected to bring when we went to the grocery store. Because I had lazy pants, and I had uh, still a hateful piece of hate in my bladder. Although, I will say, bowlers, that Sunday morning, I did feel a, a new sting. Like a kind of a slight sting. It wasn't crazy, okay? It wasn't like wincing, oh my god, don't talk about it. It was like a new weird sting. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in my penis. Pretty sure it's moved into the cock. Yeah, I was on the phone with my great-grandmother when you said, I think it's in my dick. (laughs) Yes. And my Nana said, oh, he thinks it moved down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yep. Correct. I was. He thinks it's moved lower. <laughs> but then, as soon as I even said it, I was like, eh, maybe not though, because I've been fe- like, I've been making guesses as to where the stupid thing is the whole time, and as it's moved, since it totally wrecks wherever it goes, the deal is like it will feel, uh, it kind of transitioned out of agony into just pain, into just discomfort, into like a slight sting, kind of, as it moved. So the agony was the whole time it was in the ureter. And if you look up a picture of the urinary tract, the urinary system, and that long, thin tube that's like five miles from your kidney to your bladder, it like it's so long. It's thin. So thin. So every time it would go to a new spot, I'd be like, oh, it's somewhere new. But it also would feel like it was in the old spot, too. So it also kind of felt like uh, things were still up there. And that's just because of the, I don't know, uh, soreness and then the, the residual damage, really, the damage left behind. So when I kind of had the hunch that it was near the exit, let's say, I also immediately doubted myself. I was like, yeah, maybe not, though, because I've thought this before. I've thought it was moving before, you know. And it also hurt in the old spots, too. So I was like, it kind of feels like it's still way up in there. Well, at any rate, we go to the checkout. And I, like, ask Lorian for the debit card. She's like, you didn't give it back to me this last time. I don't have it. So, like, you know, 
not really panic ensues, but irritation and eye rolling ensue. Yeah. I had a $20 bill. I was like, let's just put some of the groceries back. 20 bucks. We had like 42 <laughs> bucks, you know, of groceries. She had 20. And uh, I go over. I'm like, I know this is going to take too long. So I'm like, just save my stuff and give it to customer service. Like, I got to go find my payment. And I tried to turn my Samsung pay on and I connected PayPal to it, right? I was like, just borrow and then put it back. That didn't work. So their register rejected my Samsung pay connected to the PayPal. Which is good, because really that money's not supposed to be for that kind of shit. Yeah. So it kept it separated, which is good. I was just trying to use it in a pinch, but I was like trying to avoid going home. But God had other plans, obviously. And I uh, was like, no, going home. You gotta go home. You gotta get your wallet or your debit card. Your dumbass forgot it. So I uh, zipped back home. Yeah, he left me and the kids at the grocery store. I said, just stay <laughs> here. You guys don't know how to hurry. I don't want to pull everybody into the seats, <laughs> clip them all out, like... Yeah, I, I don't want you in the car while I'm zipping back home. You said, I gotta go fast. Let's say. I had to move my ass. I had to move my ass. I had to make good time. And I made very, very good time. Uh, but while I was home, looking for the wallet, I had to, I had the sensation of urination. And so I went in and, gra- you know, I grabbed the apparatus. I've been, I've been pissing into this uh, old, uh, empty... <laughs> Clorox wipes container that uh, my dad gave me that he dug out of his trash can. And that's that's kind of what I've been doing. And then pouring it through the sieve. So I just grabbed this and it's like, it's one of those deals. It had just been starting that day where it's like, you feel like you got to go, go, go. And then you just barely go. Mm. Like, a, like an old man situation. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. So it was one of those again. And it like, it was kind of like weak flow. And all of a sudden, it just plink was in there, and it hit the plastic and rattled around, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, that was it!" You know, it's like unmistakable. It's like it's the only time in my whole entire life where I've ever pissed and heard something plink. <laughs> you know, only it's only ever happened to me that one time. And oh my god, I got it out of there, put it on a dime, and took a picture just kind of for like scale, so you can get like the scale of it. And texted <sighs> me first. Texted you. I'm like, it came out. Yep. Praise be. Oh, my God. Thank goodness you were home and not at the grocery store yeah, disgusting bathroom. That's or... the deal. Like, if I was at the grocery store, <laughs> I probably would have held it. And then right after, we went and got, like, a quick snack at the gas station. And I would have pissed at the gas station. 100%. Mm-mm. And the day before, we were at the hardware store. And at this hardware store, they had, like, a special kind of the urinal cake with, like, fingers. It looks like blue plastic grass almost it's like uh spiky plastic spikies is their urinal cake and so i was like peeing directly in that thinking oh if it comes out here like we'll just pee in that and like oh it's gonna be gross <laughs> I I, like i gotta get it i gotta give it to but, my doctors for them to study for science right yeah that'll save it <laughs> luckily i the, <laughs> the universe dictated that i be home yeah when the past so and on easter i mean come on come on people I know. Hard to believe. Wild. So yeah, I mean, I did not expect to lose two weeks of productive time of my life over this, and that is probably the most frustrating part of it, because yeah, pain pain is pain, but pain is temporary. Pain is a test of a lot of different things, I would say. You know, your spiritual and physical and emotional fortitude, mental, for sure, uh... It's a trial that, uh, for many different reasons, that we all have to go through 
at some point or another and at some level or another. Now we'll say broken four different bones in my life. Never felt pain like this. Never had anything as bad as this. But it's over now and threw it to the other side. And Thank goodness. I had a, <laughs> very dark moments for sure. For sure. But yeah. uh, on the other side of it, you know, like bouncing back and getting caught back up. Like I'm, I'm the kind of guy, you've been listening to the show for a while, you probably figured out that I sort of live my life a little, running a little bit behind just it, in general on projects or on uh, just whatever's going on, you know. Uh, I, I have more to do than I can do almost every day. But getting two weeks of it knocked out at this particular time, the Bitcoin block party, guys, is on Sunday. It's this Sunday. Abel Kirby is coming out to hang with us this weekend. Woo! I've been wanting to, like, these last two weeks, I wanted to set up our BTC Pay server, the whole store, like, set up our whole inventory, do BTC Pay server tests, do test purchases, um, on my onboarding at work, all of these meetings that I have to sit through, all these paperwork I have to fill out. And also wanted to do some kind of a 420 promo, by the way, for the show, or, you know, some sort of a thing. You know, last year we did the Sphinx contest, which was pretty fun. This year, I just, the the last two weeks, I've been trying to soldier it out just for work. Just be like, well, I've got to go to work. I still have to make money. And even that, I couldn't make all of it. Even that, I was having to bow out of for hours at a time. The show, we pulled off. We got out of here in record time. We got out in record weeks. time. Yeah. We had short shows. We had, and like, the pain came <laughs> the first Tuesday. The pain came like right as we were turning the stream off at the end. I mean, yeah, it's just, that's the most frustrating part is all this time. Like, I wanted to get so much accomplished that I just could not be there for. Right when I posted uh, on NOS, <laughs> Abel Kirby called me right up, like just about immediately, uh, which was so sweet. To tell me congratulations. I think he was very into the Easter thing. But I also just think he was just in some sort of a pure relief that he'd be like coming out here and I would be like, all right. I still wouldn't, I wouldn't be dealing with this. Because that's how I felt. I was like, man, I'm going to have to entertain. I have a, I I have a wedding to work on Saturday with this Bitcoin thing on Sunday that we've been, you know, planning for months. And, uh. And we got to show Abel a good time. That's right. But it's hard to want to like be far from the house when you just hurt all the time, and yeah, you want to scream into a pillow. And oh, but uh, thank God, that's, but, uh, it's, it's all done. It's yeah. behind us, behind us. Everybody, I swear to God, I've had almost twenty people ask me what I'm naming this town. <laughs> what am I naming it? Uh, there is no name for this thing. Um, basically, I have. A lot of different rocks and stones and minerals uh, in our vast collection. And even the ones that we like, we don't have names for them. We haven't named any of them. So, uh, no. No name. I'm not naming this shit. It's so creepy. That's how you get it to live even longer. It is. It's a little piece of evil, man. Yeah. It's wild. It all made sense once I looked at it. I was like, uh. Yep. And now you gotta reassess your uh, vitamin regimen yeah i really think because i was i was taking a lot of vitamins pretty regularly and uh the the calcium stuff i've been on and off for a while for a long time uh but the weeks leading up to this starting i was also taking 
Rolaids at least once, sometimes twice a day for upset stomach throughout that. And that's also, like, that's the active ingredient in Rolaids is a calcium. Oh, shoot. So that, I was just on way too much calcium, I think, is yeah. the main deal. And not enough water and not enough, like, citrus to support having that much. Yeah. And breaking it down as it goes into you, so... Well, never enough water. That is seems like. the hardest lesson I've ever <laughs> had to learn. Like, the, if you learn something the hard way, that's like the hard, hard, hard way to learn. But uh, here we are, man. On the other side of it. Oh, my goodness. So hard. So hard. Back in business. My pee pee survived. And there's a pew pew. And uh, we, uh, speaking of pews, always want to open the show up right up at the beginning by thanking people. For pewing and spewing and uh, keeping the thing going, keeping it alive. Yeah, hanging in there with us. That's right. Getting through the, through the uh, kidney stones. Through the, sun, through the sunny si- times and the dark times. And I know nobody wants, right. to, nobody wants to listen to this shit about a kidney stone. I don't want to talk about it. I never wanted to have it happen at all. <laughs> like, this is the last thing I ever thought of. Uh, I had some fear about it because my grandpa went through it, but it was like... I heard it third hand about it, you know, so it was like one of those things that I kind of was scared of when I was a kid and first heard about it. And then I haven't really thought of since. Mm. So, yes, no more talk about that. Thank God. We wouldn't be mentioning it ever again. Um, But what we will be mentioning is uh, all of the lovely people that keep this thing going by uh, putting value back in when they see value and get value out. And... Uh, it's all about the first rule. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. So of course you can, just like in the stony world, like you can just keep up uh, showing up and and uh, doing the mooch game, and uh, you'll never be kicked out or shunned or pushed away or said like you know go away. It's never ever gonna happen. But we just ask if you receive value, give value back. And uh, many of us come from the no agenda world. The pioneers of this concept, uh, John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry of the No Agenda Show, who came up with the whole thing. And um, it's a great way. It frees us from having to kowtow to advertisers or uh, censor ourselves in ways that maybe we wouldn't talk through certain ways or say certain things or go certain places if we were uh, funded by another source, let's say. But we're not. We're, we're all funded by you, the bowlers. And not only funded, but produced in the true sense of the word production. Uh, so we want to thank all those people. There's a few different ways that you can donate to Bowl After Bowl. Um, I never really mentioned much, but we are a brave verified creator. We have been for some time. So if you use the Brave browser and you uh, collect their little triangle shitcoin thing, I think it's called... Bat. Bat. Basic attention token. Then you can uh, send those... Just by going to bowlafterbowl.com in your Brave browser and clicking on that little red triangle, uh, then you can get that to work out. And uh, we had some donations, but they never have a name attached to those. But we did get some of those uh, coming in. So I just want to mention it because I feel like uh, a lot of the times, you know, we forget to mention it. Also, you can go to bowlafterbowl.com, hit the donate button, which is the bottom of every page. And that takes you to our PayPal, which several people had come through. The unique thing about PayPal is we got the auto pay set up on several services that we rely upon to produce the show. And uh, you can also re- make a recurring payment into that thing really easily. 
like a few people did, including C-Dubs. Woo, C-Dubs. Who gave us a 420 stonation. All right. So thank you there, sir. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, he comes in with that stonation every month. We also had Circus Media. Woo! His Circus el- Media. His 1111 came through All right. uh, thank since you. the last show. So thank you very much, sir. Those uh, recurrings really help us keep the thing going and sustain us over time. Uh, just yesterday, Sharky Shark has a monthly stonation also set up. All right. Thanks, Sharky. So 420 from Sharky. Thank you. Spark Woo-hoo. one up for Sharky. Spark one up. And last but certainly not least, a stonation manually inserted today. Uh, stonation from Phoenix and Phone Boy of the Lotus Podcast. You may have heard of it. All right. We love you guys. The Lotus Podcast. You can find that, of course, uh, at, uh, is it the Lotus Podcast? No, it's lotuspodcast.net. Lotuspodcast.net. Link in the show notes. They go live, of course, uh, on Saturdays. So you can hear them everywhere you get your streams. Just kidding. You hear it on the best stream, the No Agenda stream. Uh, they have a stream of their own as well, the Lotus, Lotus Podcast stream. I heard those guys uh, following up No Agenda over this past week. It's a good one. And then on to the boost. So uh, we're in the future now. If you haven't heard, we're doing this podcasting 2.0 thing, which is a way you can stream little pieces of Bitcoin or boost Bitcoin to the show through a nude podcast app. They're easy to set up. You just go take your clothes off and then type in nudepodcastapps.com into your browser. All of a sudden, you'll be looking at the latest and greatest nude podcast apps. And you can boost and stream sats in any of those. We're also lit with the live tag in CurioCaster. So you can check that out at CurioCaster.com. That's one of the nude apps that we mentioned. And uh, all of these boosters that I'm about to read, they're using one of these podcast apps, including Signs of New Growth, who hit us with a 3333. And uh, Signs of New Growth, they say... Holy shit, that's brutal. Hope you feel better soon, Spencer. The intro synth beat track was banging. That's all thanks to Lorian. Oh yeah, last week was killer. It was a great uh, great intro. And uh, he's boosting from the Fountain app. Uh, boosts again from the Fountain app with 1111. And he says, pro tip. <laughs> he says, pro tip, smoke the piss rock and the hidden truths of the universe will reveal themselves to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's in a specimen jar at the moment so i don't know if i would be smoking it he also sent a test and uh then again yeah he sent the smoke the piss again so thank you it was a double duty Thanks, now a new growth i do want to mention for people who do use the fountain app uh sometimes you'll have to take a, take a look at your wallet because uh, anytime a boost fails it will say boost failed see wallet for details yeah. And you're going to want to look at the wallet because oftentimes what will happen is one of the nodes in a split will fail. If any one node in a split fails, for instance, on most of our shows, half goes to Lorian, half goes to me, but we cut 1% out for the boost bot that C-Dubs wrote that uh, puts the boosts on Mastodon. So... That has gone down a couple of times. His his uh, node for the boost bot has gone down. If his node's down, then it will tell you the f- payment failed, 
And then if you look in the details, you'll see, oh, but it still went through to Spencer's node. It still went through to Lorian's node. It was just this other node that failed. Huh. So you always check that out because I've sent, I've double boosted podcasting 2.0 for the same problem. I think it was like, it might've been Dreb Scott's split or somebody's split was down. Um, and some of these shows have a lot of splits. So the more splits a show has, you know, the increased likelihood that one of any of those given nodes might be offline or whatever. So I just always want to remind people of that. Uh, if Fountain tells you your payment failed, it might not have failed totally. It might just be one little part of it that failed. So There also was an update. And That's that, right. It got all messed up on my phone. Like It wouldn't open. It just gave me a black screen. So I had to uninstall, reinstall, jiggle the handle. Mm, did you get it working, though? Oh, I got it working. Yeah, sometimes with these uh, these cutting-edge technologies, you know, you got to uh, you gotta definitely jiggle, jiggle some handles. Handle. Got to jiggle some handles. Uh, Servo was jiggling some handles with a 333 boost. Woo! Thanks, right, Servo. Right at the top of the show there. Uh, he just said pew. That was while we were still pre-streaming. And uh, I just updated Helipad. Servo boosted from Boost CLI, which is a command line app that uh, C-Dubs wrote that uh, several of the boys have been working on, including Servo. And they've got this beautiful new logo in the helipad. So uh, I'm rocking helipad version 0.1.10 now, the latest release, which I installed, I think it was just the day after the the last bull that we did. So it looks so pretty. I love seeing the Boost CLI logo in the helipad. It's awesome looking. Uh, 4,200 sats from Carolyn Blaney. All right, thanks, Carolyn. With the Hog Story Blaney's. She says... Got that lilac diesel pre-rolls. Ooh. Happy 420 bowlers. Lots of love. Heart. Well, we love you, Carolyn. Yeah. Thank you so much. We love you, Carolyn. Oh, uh, 1,001 sats from Abel Kirby. Nice palindrome action. Woo-hoo. Thanks, Abel. And uh, he just simply says, no name equals Nemo. Okay, uh. we, hear, we hear you there. <laughs> no name is Nemo. And uh, he's boosting from Podfriend. Da- Damn Stone's gonna get a name. Podfriend has the best logo, I think. Um, yeah, the like alien monsters. Although, are so although cute. I'm a huge sucker for the Boost CLI, it's like the blue and yellow rocket ship. I love that. But the cute little one-eyed monster Podfriend is great too. I love seeing it. Uh, thirty-three sixty-nine. Woo! See if I can do a little combo here. Sixty-nine, sixty-nine, dudes. It's coming out of Fountain from NetNed, who says, Stone free to do what I please. Stone free to ride the breeze. Stone free, I can't stay away. I got to got to get away. Oh, yeah. Thanks, NetNed. Thank God. Being stone free is the way to be in this sense of it, for sure. I mean, everybody must get stoned, but... Not internally. Yes. With the well, calcium buildup. Just keep it above the belt, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep it above the belt, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 4269 from our buddy Harv Hat. Woo-hoo. Thanks, Harv Hat. Uh, 69, 69, dude. <coughs> oh, no, no, but he's boosting the live tag out of Curiocaster, and we're doing it live, baby. Uh, 1100 from Fletcher out of Fountain. All right. And he says, 1100, 1100, sticks and stones. Nice, in celebration of passing that stone out of your stick. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. So two ones, two zeros, sticks and stones. I love that. Very clever. Thanks, Fletcher. Spark one up. A Fletcher uh, Fletcher drop. Actually, more appropriate because sticks and stones and uh, 
all of that stuff. Uh, where is it? Damn it. That guy's fucking right. There we go. Guy is fucking right. Uh, 420 more from Fletcher. Ooh. He said, uh, he's also coming from Fountain again. Let's make like the non-believers in the ancient Middle East and get stoned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, let's do it. We're stoned. Here we go. Uh, 8888 from Carolyn. Oh, yeah. Boosting the live tag out of CurioCaster. She said, sweet baby eights for the bowlers. <laughs> Super happy lucky. Super happy lucky time. 8888. Great, 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 great. Love it. And uh, last but not least, coming in just a minute ago, from boobs, 56.95, what is a boost? A miserable little pile of Satoshis. (laughs) Keep it lit, bowlers. Glad y'all are back aboard the bang train. Next stop, Pound Town. Hell yeah. Yes. Thanks, boobs. Send the bang train to Pound Town. Here we go. (laughs) There we go. Yes, thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank you, bowlers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, also my apologies to Rev Cyber, Tru- Rev Cyber Trucker, who has been working on getting a boost to work from Fountain. And uh, if I wasn't uh, wasn't running the show, I would try to help you tr- do some troubleshooting. But uh, I will have time to take a look at it, I believe. In a, in a, if not tonight, tomorrow. Get everything. There's Oma. 420 sats out of Fountain. The South shall oh, rise yeah. again. <laughs> Oma. Thanks, oh, Oma. thanks, Aroma. He's declaring the South shall rise again, huh? I keep He's been he- saying that a lot lately. Keep hearing that. Maybe the South mouth will rise again. Hey-o. Hey-o, hey-o. But yes, we want to thank everybody for that treasure that uh, you bestowed upon us on the special day, 420 Eve. And uh, maybe we'll do some kind of a Got Stoned and I Missed It late contest or something next week. I'm thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. I'm still pondering it, so... Uh, it's not a threat, but I think also after this, uh, block party is done, I'll have a little bit more flexibility and liquidity to work with. So, uh, I'll come, I'll try to come up with something, bowlers. Try to come up with something. Cause you deserve it. You deserve something fun and a cool little giveaway. I love doing it. And, uh, everybody gets to jump up and down. And somebody gets to win some sets, maybe several people, who knows? So I'm trying to come up with something. I'll think of something. I think it's something good. But it's not just treasure. You know, the beauty of value for value is you can help out in many different ways. And uh, I think uh, one of our bowlers actually sent something to the bowl. Is that right? Oh, shoot. Yeah, there's a package right here. Another way is just to send weird stuff to to the bowl directly. Get me done. And... Uh, pew! Pew! I hear you, pew. This comes from none other than Amidas. Yeah, Amidas. And, oh, you got... Whoa, so you start with the note. It's like your mom says, you gotta open a card first. Aww. What's up, nerds in the bowl? If you would, please display FFF cards at BTCCon. Okay. Fun fact Friday cards. Oh, these are beautiful. A little square with the rounded corners cards. Those are very oh, sleek. Oh, I love those. The colors look awesome. Yes. Fun fact Friday. Yes, we will Leland David. proudly yeah. display them. We'll have weekend. those at our uh, table. Abel Kirby and I will be rocking a podcasting 2.0 table. And actually everything 2.0 table. Because, uh, of course, we did the album. Uh, 
with our project Abel and the Wolf, abelandthewolf.com. So we'll be talking about how you can release albums on this thing. Uh, we'll be pimping Signs of New Growth, Dr. Dubs' stuff. Uh, there's a few other uh, music projects on, on Lightning, which has been cool. Oh, he's got a couple pins in here for us. That's cool. Oh, those are awesome. And some... Uh, oh, did I finish reading the note? No, you stopped mid-note. I got distracted because he said there were cards in there. Oh, the yep. wolf. Oh, look at this wolf. Oh. Happy and mad wolf. Oh, he's reversible. Look at that. Reversible He's wolf. got a mad face and then here's his happy face. Oh, uh, cubs are going to love that. The wolf is for the kiddos. Yes, they will definitely enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> the stickers are original art from a friend in SC... Oh, okay. They're interesting. Seemed like the sort of things... Oh, seemed like the sort of thing y'all might like. She sells on Etsy. Her card is in there. Enjoy, meet us. Oh, yes. It's uh, fine art and tattoos. Alicia Hawk. Hawk? Tattoo. H-O-U-C-K. I'll put a link in the show notes. Her Etsy is scattered brain art. Okay. Cool. We got like a weird little bunny doe with wings kind of combination. Couple cicadas flying around it. That's cool. You got a cute little uh, creature in a creature in a uh, mahi mahi kind of. I don't know. Oh, Mars attacks. Oh yeah, Mars attacks. There's a Mars attacks cartoon. Oh, this one's very rainbowy. A little butterfly with flowers. Kind of classic tattoo art look. All kinds of stuff. Oh, here's Raven. Zombie Elvis. Zombie with, uh, Elvis. Eye missing here. That's cute. Yeah. All kinds of weird <laughs> stuff. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Metis. Yeah. Thank you, Metis. Thank you for uh, dropping some stuff in the bowl for us. Uh, also, I haven't really been pimping this because I always forget. And, you know, I don't know why I don't have that great of short-term memory, but it is what it is, bowlers. Uh, Justin, you might have remembered him from our uh, recent talk with him on Bowls with Buds. He does Wrong Kind of Podcast. And uh, he's been sending the bowl some stuff through Cash App. Oh, because, right. of course, Cash App uh, integrated Bitcoin and even Lightning. So you can do uh, Lightning payments over Cash App. And uh, we have a cash tag. It's uh, Wolf of KC. So that's how he's sending me some Bitcoin. And he's been sending five bucks at a time. And this last time he even had a note in here. So I, uh, I'm obliged to read his note. I keep forgetting to mention. And he's like, well, I don't care if you mention it or not. I don't need to be mentioned. But we but, care. Uh, we do care. We want to uh, make sure everybody's credit for... Supporting the show. And uh, Justin, he sends $5 uh, at a time. He just does it the dollar side, and then it converts it automatically. So ended up being 11,992 sats uh, earlier this morning today. Woo! And uh, he says, forgive a man a fish he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish. He will grow a beard and eat pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Vagina. There you have it. Words of wisdom. Simple as. From the man himself, Justin. So thank you, everybody. Uh, I'm losing my mind over here. Losing my phone, thank God. Uh, thanks, everybody, for sending treasure in. And also, time and talent. Uh, something as easy as passing the bowl. That's like where you start. Oh, yeah. Pass the bowl. Don't bogart it. Uh, tell a friend. Bowl after bowl. Give him one of these crazy stickers. We got a bunch of stickers made. I showed you these. They're nice. Big little, upgrade from the first stickers we ever had. A little two by two inch Back sticker in there. Twenty fourteen. That's the shine <laughs> to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then I'm gonna have stiffy. a shit, shitload of these to give out at the uh, the gathering, the gathering of the Bitcoin Bros on Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, 
What else we got? There's a simp- another simple way to contribute value to bowl after bowl. Oh, yeah, what's that? And that's to call us and leave a voicemail. And if you don't have anything to say off the top of your head, well, we always have a topic, a first time I ever topic. And this week, it's the first time I ever encountered a poisonous animal. So all you got to do if you want to share your story is pick up your phone and call 816-607-3663 and the play of Absolutely true. You can even text in if your voice shy. 816-607-3663. Cool. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, that kind of leads us always right into the uh, segment a lot of people have come to know and love called... Yes, we really do want to build a node. When I... Be our own bank. We want to be value-enabled on our shows. We want to just cut out all of this bullcrap payment system traps that you can fall in. We talked uh, last week a little bit, but I don't know how deep we got into it, about uh, Mousy Bear, her wellness gummies. They chopped her off a strike. They nuked a... Or I, I, I should say Square, I think. Not Strike. Oh, um, I have to look up the show notes. Um, they, 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 was it Stripe? I want to say it was either Stripe or Square. Cut her off. Cut her off because she's making... uh, CBD. I don't know if it's because of the CBD or because of the perishable uh, nature of the gummies. But uh, at any rate, you know, if somebody wants to buy a legal product and somebody else wants to sell a legal product, that should be the end of it. Uh, And it can be the end of it. It can be the end of it. If we run our own systems and build our own networks, opt out of these stupid middlemen, third-party craps. So... Tunta is setting up his own node right now to do just that and be able to uh, get them off of that, get them off of that fiat system and uh, into something a little more uncancelable, uncensorable, permissionless. That's right. No asking, no asking if we can. Just doing what we want. That's the way to go in this day and age. That's what I say. Uh, another great way, by the way, that we don't talk about often enough to run your own node is really to just let uh, Graham over at Voltage run a node for you. That's how we got started up. A lot of people don't know or remember or uh, we don't talk about it very often, but our very first node when we first got value-enabled with all of this magical stuff was Voltage. And you can get a plan over there. It's basically renting a node, essentially, uh, that is fully custodially yours. So it's non-custodial. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, your keys, your cheese. They never have access to your keys. Only you have access to the keys, and that is the key. Uh, you use their hardware, but it's your node, your keys, your Bitcoin, your channels, all that good stuff. And uh, he was t- he was at the KC Bitcoiners meetup tonight. Cool. So I got to shake hands with Graham and meet him and uh, actually talk to, uh, talk to him for a little bit. Wolf on the Prowl report? That's right. Wolf was on the Prowl tonight, and... Uh, you want to hear my little, uh, what we came up with? Yeah. A little report. It's just a, it's a little under five minutes. Pretty quick. Uh, I'd love to play it for you. 
Hi, uh, my name is Graham Krizik. I'm founder and CEO of Voltage. Uh, what we do is we provide Bitcoin infrastructure for uh, individuals and businesses that want to incorporate the Lightning Network into whatever they're building or trying to create on top of uh, Bitcoin. Awesome. So, um, as you know, for our podcast, when we first started getting integrated into Podcasting 2.0, uh, we did that on a Voltage node, and we used that for the first year that we were on. Um, so, I'm interested in kind of how... Voltage started working, you know, with podcasting 2.0 and uh, what you've seen as far as growth in that space. Yeah, uh, podcasting 2.0 has been um, one of like the the biggest use cases I would say for 2021 in the Lightning Network. Um, it's been amazing what people like yourself, Adam Curry, all of these people are doing um, to bring. Bitcoin into the podcasting space and so you know I think we've seen enormous growth from it but I think it's just about anyone that's integrated with it has seen some good growth um, which is really exciting to see so um, I also am very excited about it from the aspect of uh, what it can do for uh, you know podcast the the listeners as well as the hosts and the creators so um, you know really excited about what's to come on podcasting 2.0. That's awesome. So um, if if you had any advice to give for uh, somebody who's maybe not noted up or like a podcaster who's looking to get into value enabling their show, uh, what can Voltage do for them or, you know, why should they look for a Voltage node? What's the advantages there? Yeah, uh, I mean, we really, I think, make it as simple as possible to get started, even especially if you have no experience at all. I mean, we 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 try to make it as easy as we can. There's a lot more that we're working on to make it even more easy. Um, and so, you know, there's if you're doing it at home, it's usually costs you know a couple hundred bucks to buy all the equipment and set it up yourself. And that's maybe a little uh, extreme if you just want to test it out. So with us, you know, you can quickly spin up a node and just try it out. Um, and then if you know you want to go more advanced later on, you can. You can do whatever you want. Um, and so, you know, I think that we're the, the quickest and easiest setup for you to actually start incorporating. Uh, you know the pot, the value for value model into your podcast. So uh, you know we we try and make it as easy as we can and try and get you up and running as quick as we can. And then um, you know you're free to to do what you want after that. That's awesome. Now um, I think I saw a, f- a friend of ours uh, who does a show Fun Fact Friday, David Medus, had told me about a podcaster plan that you guys started offering. I think that was after I got my Voltage Node, but. Uh, uh, it was something with including a channel to breeze. Is that still something you guys offer? Uh, yes, we, we definitely do still offer that. And yeah, it's a, it's essentially a node that comes with you know a channel pre-configured from breeze. So um, we did a partnership with them uh, to help you know get more podcasters on on the the network. So definitely still something that we do. And then we're also looking at. Uh, just solving a lot more of the liquidity issues on the network in general. So, um, you know, soon there won't be like a podcast specific offering. It'll just be every node that you create on Voltage will have liquidity and all that stuff on it. So um, we definitely do still have that right now. And then we're just trying to solve more of that as we go in a, in a really easy way. Awesome. Uh, one last question quick. I want to kind of back things up a little bit and hear sort of about the origin story of how you got into the lightning space specifically and how voltage came about. Yeah, uh, no, that's a good question. Uh, so I, so I, I mean, I've, I've been in Bitcoin a long time since like 2012. And so I've always been uh, around the space and, um, I was, I was about, uh, early 2019. I was really looking at what was next for Bitcoin. What's the next big thing that's going to happen with it? Obviously it was the lightning network at the time. And so I started to get involved, got really excited about it. And I tried to set up a note at home 
and that was before start nines or umbrels or any of those things existed or at least I didn't know about them um, so I tried to set up like L&D on a Raspberry Pi like bare bones like compiling it from source it was just a horrible process it was nothing worked everything was crashing database getting corrupted like all this stuff it was horrible and so that's why I was like I want to go and create a node on a service for me and have it up and running and I can just start using it well that didn't exist and so that's where the first idea for Voltage came about um, was just trying to solve my own pains and then uh, then it ultimately kind of led into you know what it is today awesome well thanks for your time I appreciate it Graham yeah every time <laughs> Graham stopped talking I said awesome which I only noticed when I was editing that I was like wow but dude it was great it was great meeting Graham yeah, that's cool. He's an awesome, dude. Uh, there you I did, go again. I did bring up my buddy C Dubs. I was like, oh, I think you interviewed uh, my bro C Dubs for a position not too long ago, and he totally remembered. He's like, oh yeah, he was a great guy, good man. I was like, ah, well, you missed your chance. You yeah. missed your chance to land uh, a really great Bitcoin dev because uh, Casa snatched him up. You know, Casa snatched him up. So. Yeah, he was cool though. Uh, he actually knew who I was right when I was uh, giving him one of these bull after bull stickers. Oh yeah. He was like, "Yeah, you're Spencer." Like, nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we've emailed too back and forth. Because you know I had the voltage node and stuff, so we've talked. Yeah, you've been driving the car a long time. Yeah. Yep. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Fun stuff. So I added uh, some voltage stickers to my collection. I've got a little sticker pouch here. Sweet. Oh, uh, those are voltage, cool. Voltage, and then this little logo thing here. And uh, look, these I got from the Ronin guy a couple of weeks ago. By the way, hey, it makes a world of difference when you bring the right mic, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. I still feel so bad about the, uh, uh, when we talked to the guy from Ronin Dojo, and I just had the field mic. It was like, oh, my God. Um world of difference world of difference so uh, i told graham we'd maybe get him on a bulls with buds coming up and I heck to, yeah i need to talk with Roden run dojo too because it'd be cool to talk with him uh run nodes i love these oh, stickers there's a little awesome. voltage in the corner and it just says run nodes that's our message too man you gotta be, just run node man run a node yeah, I, you can run a node the, the cool thing about running a node is you can Uncle Jim, your family on it too. So you can like set up wallets for other people that just are on top of your node. And then like, you don't have to, you know, the other people that are just using the Bitcoin as a wallet, just here and there and here and there and in a little wallet, they don't really have to know all the rest of the stuff. You can just do that part for them. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, no, uh, voltage is something that we don't talk about enough, but it's one of those solutions where if you don't have the two to 300 buckaroonies to get the raspberry pi kit and the ssd and set all that up yourself um you can just pay them uh a monthly fee i think it i think it starts at 9.99 a month um and you get i think a slight discount on the full year plan which is why i did it and what i did i was just like as soon as i heard podcasting 2.0 the first time i was like dude we're in we got to do this where we got to be in right now yeah and i was looking at the solutions and i was like you know eventually i'm gonna get my own node running on a piece of equipment in my house, but if I want to be up and running today, Voltage can let me do that. And that's what I did. That's how he started. So Voltage is a way that you can just get up and running today. You go and fill out a little node. You can spin one up in just like five minutes and have a little light node running, and it's yours. Then you get to open channels, and you get to have a little pub key that you can put in a value tag, and all the good stuff associated with running a node um, without having to worry about power loss or downtime or 
database corruption or any other things that can kind of be a pain in the Batuski uh, if you're running it on your own equipment. So there's that. It's important stuff. There's that. I mean, I love that these Bitcoin meetups happen on Tuesday nights too. I know, right? I'm always like rushing around. This one was in OP too. So, Ooh, that's a good drive. Uh, this is just like a little 25 minute zipperoonie over there. But uh, yeah, had a good time. And then of course, of course, the big block party is Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Lauren yeah. will be uh, hawking many of her wares for Bitcoin. You're going to have some aloe vera plants, I understand. Yeah, baby aloe vera plants. If you don't have one, you should have one in your house. We'll in case you get have, burned. Uh, I'll be gi- <laughs> I'll be giving out these bull after bull stickers free of charge. Of course, I'll have some Fun Fact Friday cards to give people uh, from Midas, courtesy of Midas. I'll have my lovely banner uh, for the Value for Value podcasts that I made up. Yeah. Um, and the new and, podcast apps that are featured on it. And yes, the podcast apps. So that'll be cool. Uh, Abe will be joining me. We'll be talking music on Lightning, all that good stuff. We will have copies of M. Andrew Jones's uh, novella, Metal. Metal. Yeah. Autographed copies, we too. We will have, yes, we'll have uh, regular copies and autographed copies. We will have a 50 pound. Labradorite egg specimen. Our most, I will have that. Most prized piece. You're going to have that table. at the booth. Which I think, uh, I think 16,900,000 sats. I think that's, I think that's the number. Oh yeah. I've been thinking it over. I've been doing some conversions, been doing some research. I think that's the number. I think that's the number. And I really, I honestly, I hope you don't sell it, but, uh. been a good time with it, that big we, egg. We have, we have had it for a while. And, oh, yeah. uh, and it's definitely, <laughs> Um, I would part with it for that number for sure. Okay, um, but damn, if if it sells, I'm definitely gonna miss it a lot. But uh, whatever. Well, yeah, I felt that way about part of my collection. I just sold. Rocks come, rocks go. Yeah, you had a good uh, good mushroom sale. On the I old... had a full set of Viking glass mushrooms, and I sold them. But yeah. it was my parting. You know, I put like too high of a number on, and then someone offered me more than I was. Uh, willing to part with them for and so i took the offer and that was nice there you go it wasn't in bitcoin but you know yeah this we, weekend it will be yeah, so we can, we can fix that pretty quick yep it's easy fix get some sats for my wares and then yeah i'm excited to get this btc pay server up and going because yeah. i'd like to just do that and only that yep yeah that would be super cool permissionless and, uh, sell what i want to sell not worry about any like guidelines or third parties or giving away bits and pieces to people that have nothing to do with all the work that goes into selling things online the awesome part of getting noted up too and running a btc pay server or you know any kind of uh, bitcoin node where you can start accepting this is you can you can let people use services such as strike or other services now that will do the conversion for them so they can pay in dollars and dollars leaves their account, and dollars goes away, and then they get the stuff that they paid for in dollars, and then it shows up in Bitcoin. Yeah, it's on, awesome. your, on your node. So it's it really is solving it's 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 delivering on these promises that we've talked about for a long time. Uh, here's a stupid question that I guess I should just be playing around with the server to find out instead of asking you. But if you know, cool. Um, if I have like a fiat number in mind that i want for something and the 
price of Bitcoin goes up and down, whatever, does the Satoshi price go up and down also? Do I set a flat fiat number for an item and then... You can price it in fiat or in sats. Cool. So it will uh, do the conversion for you. Awesome. That's what I was... Depending on what you uh, price it at. But yeah, you can say like $9.99 and then uh, it will just in real time get the price. Because I was going to put stickers on things with satoshis and then i was like well wait i don't know what it's gonna be sunday yeah you know like <laughs> how many sats in it all are sunday i can't tell you yep yeah that's the one thing that it's it's interesting because you can price things in sats and then maybe that changes but you know you can price things in dollars and that's changing as well oh all for the time. sure you know your dollar value is sinking yep every day all the time <laughs> all the time yeah if you're in the KC area, hell, even if you're a few hours out, then uh, you're going to want to come to this thing. Abel Kirby says he's setting prices in sats and living with the consequences. That's how I feel about that egg, too, the big ticket price item, you know? Like, hey, you got that 16900000 number in your head. Yeah, I kind of think that's uh, reasonable. Um, I'll reevaluate like right before, but in a given day, it's not going to fluctuate enough to be crazy. Especially because, uh, you know... We're going to hit another happening here in two years, and we're going to see another another tier of price action, in my opinion. Right now we're getting uh, 41 cents for 1,000 sats, according to our sat spot. Stacking them up. Stacking them up. Get them while they're cheap, man. 1,000 sats for 41 cents. Like, can you believe that? I can hardly believe it. So we're going to, like, be chuckling to ourselves once we're old, yep. thinking about this time, for sure. Yeah, I think so. That's what I think. That's what I think. Well, that's my shit stain for you, baby. Yeah. What do you think about all that? Well, I have uh, some nugs of knowledge that I wanted to drop real quick before I get into the regularly scheduled content. First of all, I my English is not so good. I have been told that a poisonous animal, poisonous means something you eat and it's bad for you. So we're looking for venomous animals, but maybe you've run into eating an animal and you got poisoned by it. That's a great story, too. I'm talking about the first time I ever question, of course. Just had to clear it up. My English not so good. <laughs> We're looking for venomous, not poisonous. Yeah. Oh, boy. You didn't check me on it, so well, I got wrecked in the chat. I don't really... Your English not so good. I'm not a biologist. Uh, also, our chickens are doing good, and our friend Douchebar here in Kansas City has gotten 150 chickens, and he's planning to sell chicken, and he's accepting Bitcoin for it. Nice. So he's looking at... Four seventy-five a pound, and that's like three to six pounds per bir- er, bird. And uh, if you contact him and quote do a no agenda jingle, you'll get five percent off. So I just wanted to throw that out there. You can message him on no agenda social or call or text him, but I'm not going to give out his number here because I know you bowlers are crazy. So it'll be in the show notes. His no agenda social message. And uh, we talked about the. BTC Pay Server. Well, until then, I've been working uh, on Poshmark, and I'm hosting my first Posh Party tomorrow on 420 at 10 p.m. Eastern. So I'm excited about that. And if you're not, if you're on there, join me. If you're not on there, you can get 10 bucks to spend around on the app and buy something nice for yourself if you join with my code, which is uh, American Dreams, all caps, no spaces. Link in the show notes. How long have you been poshing anyway? I was thinking It's about been that three years. Three years. Yep. I started off, uh, I w- ended up on Poshmark because I was looking for a Trip NYC coat that I had, a winter coat. 
and it was all shredded mine. So I ended up mm-hmm. getting rid of it in a yard sale. And then I found one that was like brand new and I made an account just to buy it from this lady. Cause you know, it's an old item. It's not like I can go to the store and buy it. Rare finds. But yeah, so I'm on there. It's a, I feel the same way about OnlyFans, you know? Fuck them. I want to do it on my own. I don't want to pay a middleman, but here we are. OnlyFans.com slash Lorian. Still going. There you go. And before the Posh Party tomorrow night, though, Dreams 2.5 is happening. That's right. At 4.20 Eastern on 4.20. Yes. And join us. It's Shitmyass.com. We'll be shitting their ass over there. and uh... Yeah, abs in a six-pack. I believe what Chris pitched to me was um, his his friend who's former military had some crazy dreams that he wanted to share, uh, but insisted that the time and place be abs in a six pack at 420 on 420. So that's the Eastern time zone that he's in. So we'll be, It'll be, 320 be getting time. it ripped a little early at 320. But uh, what, a, what a better way to celebrate than uh, doing dreams again? Because I've had a couple of dreams even <sighs> since then. Me too. That I've wrote down, so... Well, you're better than me. I'm still not writing down, but committing to memory. It's only been two weeks, so or three weeks. There you go. I got it all up there in the noggin. Now, I saw a story this week, a headline. Bitcoin could fall another 33% if it breaks below its key $40,000 support oh, level. I, I don't <laughs> I don't want to sound like a dickhead to anybody who's like a trader or whatever the fuck, but I would love that. I know, me too. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I hope so. Like, if we can get some more discounts going, um, these aren't going to last, oh. you know what I mean? Like, It did dip below 40000 yesterday. Yeah. I've got a little scoops on some dips. I love buying in the 30s. I love buying in the 30s. Just feels so cool. You sound like a trader to me. <laughs> <laughs> Traders sell their Bitcoin. That's the thing. Yeah. It, it, Servo in the chat says, you sound like a traitor to me. Yeah. You uh, know, the article comes from such a different viewpoint. Well, of course. Than, yeah. You know, and, you know, really wrapped up in the volatile nature. Whenever you see the volatility coming in, it's like, eh, yeah. Look at the big picture. Number guys. go up, down, up, down. Um, yeah. The volatility swings, I mean, typically in a day, you see anywhere from 1% to 5%. And uh, if you zoom out on the graph, you know, <laughs> we used to see. Big ass swings. Yep. 20% swings and even more. So it's becoming less volatile and uh, you you got to understand that this, uh, the way it's designed and being implemented and, and dished out, created, mined, is, you know, uh, it's on a hundred year cycle. It's on a hundred plus year cycle for it all to be mined. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's it's kind of hard to do a day by day news of Bitcoin because it's... Sort of a longer term phenomenon than all that. Yeah. Well, there's a prediction in there of a $27,000 low. I mean, yeah. I'm, I was like, wow. Imagine the sats per dollar. I'm buying and buying and buying <laughs> again. <laughs> if it's 27. Yep. On to the real top 333, though. Yeah, that was pretty real. But Biden's approval rating, 33%. Wow. Yeah, we've had this story before. Who, uh, Let's come up again. Who are these thirty three percent? That means that one in three people. That means that one in three people. Yeah. Allegedly approve of this man's. Uh, yeah. Performance. Job performance. We're talking job performance. Mm. It's hard to believe. It's. Uh, Who are these people? I don't know. They were just pumping, man. 
Maybe they You're were propping paid. these numbers up, man. These are <laughs> fake numbers. These are rookie numbers. Yeah. Well, come on. Any poll, any study, any survey, it's all uh, bullshit, pretty much. Yeah. It's all bullshit and it's bad for you. Yeah. Is our man George Plus, Carlin. I mean, this is only 1,400 people out of the whole Carefully America. selected. Carefully selected, yeah. Carefully selected. The, 14 pe- the 1,400 people who love him the most, 33% of them support <laughs> 33% of them approve. Yeah. Yeah. That's a high for him. It's my dowdy face. You can't see it, but you can imagine it. Yes. The dowdy face. This story was on no agenda. Investors bought 33% of U.S. homes in January. <laughs> Highest share in a decade. Jeez, they are snatching everything up, man. Yeah. Uh, it says the property is considered an investment if the tax bill is sent to another address. So that means that this 33% also includes people who are buying vacation homes or I see. other homes. Um, so, Well, a know. lot of people now who have a vacation home will like uh, do short-term rentals on it. Oh, sure. When they're not there, because duh. Makes nothing but sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was even thinking, what if you buy a second home, but you're about, or you already have put your first home on the market, you know, you're making a move. Those people got added into the 33% also, but it doesn't matter because they got the 33%. Yeah. That's what we were looking for. That's what they were looking for. So, uh, yeah, they're blaming underbuilding of new homes on the market right now, you know? But all I got to say is whenever you see new homes built, they're unaffordable and they're shitty. Shitty and unaffordable. (laughs) In our area, at least. It's a terrible combination. So what's that all about? It really is. Another terrible combination. 33 cases booked against ganja peddlers in India. Oh, no. Yeah. Avadi, India, to be specific. 52 people were arrested in the last two weeks thanks to one informant. They didn't name them, but I think people could probably figure it out when they're all sitting in a cell together. <laughs> Better watch your back. Johnny Loose Lips. Yeah. They seized uh, 35 kilogram kilos of contraband, unspecified, in six vehicles. Hmm. Yeah. Same shit, different shithole. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Luckily, the coof stories are slowing down. 33 new cases in Idaho. Uh, saw a story about the coup <coughs> killing oh, shit. 33 more Iranians over the past 24 hours. That was five days ago, in case you care. Uh, five days ago from 419, so 414, April 14th. And then finally, the fourth wave scare. 33 of 107 who tested positive are children in Noida, India. They just they keep it ramping up in India, man. Always India. Ah, and I'm always ready to go behind the curtain. I can. It's, it's time. Wholeheartedly agree it's with past you. Time. Yes, we got the big jar. Yeah. Yep. Ticky tacky houses, man. Every time they build the fucking new ones, it's so gross. Imagine looking at one of those. It's like all the communities look exactly the same, too. Imagine paying $550,000 for this house, and then it's like, on each side of it, you have another one of those $550,000 monstrosities with like, you know, six, seven yards away on each side. Yeah, you can reach out the window and touch your neighbor's house. No. That's always been hard for me to wrap my mind around. But you get a community pool. 
enjoy the pee from all your neighbors and not just your kids. Wow. Sign me up. I'm selling it. Selling it. So, uh, you know, I wanted to start things off on a high note since it's 420 Eve. Wow. I am really high. Yeah, you might seem a bit woozy once you hear this. The U.S. Department of Justice has agreed to return the cash seized from Imperial Logistics armored cars, which, of course, were transporting legal dispensary profits from, well, namely Missouri, um, but also, you know, other places, to banks that will deposit the money so it can be safe. Wow. So the highwaymen are going to give back the robbed money? Not the highwaymen, the Department of Justice. The sheriffs are still holding out. You know, they get a little of kickback. Of course, uh, with equi- equitable sharing. Equitable they, sharing, that's right. They get the chunk. Yeah. So the first seizure happened in Kansas on I-70 in May 2021. And then it's like the share, the deputies in California heard about that and they just had a heyday. I mean, there were many instances of the armored vehicle getting pulled over for no reason in California and then losing all their money. So, of course, Imperial Logistics filed a federal lawsuit right after the Kansas incident. Um, But the U.S. Attorney's Office of Kansas filed a civil forfeiture action against Imperial, saying that the cash is connected to sales violating the Controlled Substances Act. So it's illegal money because federally illegal weed sales. But, you know, what's bullshit about that is that Imperial doesn't just move money for dispensaries right they're doing it for all sorts of businesses that accept cash and then want to put it away yeah liquor stores and so they took everyone's money yeah you know not just dispensaries well it's a, it's a highway robbery smash and grab man that's right that's right um but they'll be getting approximately 1.1 million dollars back from the department of justice Wow, how That's much pretty of a, good. How much of overall <laughs> steelage is that getting? The back? last time I saw it, I think that it was only one point two million. So, so most the of kick, it, everything yeah, but the sheriff's cut. Everything I guess. but the cut that went to the departments. Yeah, so exactly. gross. Um, so gross. These bastards should be ashamed of themselves. Now, of course, this argument that it violates the Controlled Substances Act, so the money is criminal money. You know, money bad. Because it was used for criminal activity. It's actually total bullshit, I think, because of the Rohrbacher Far Amendment, which keeps getting passed in the congressional budgets and has been passed every year since 2014, which says the government can't spend money to prevent states from implementing their medical weed laws. Yeah. And Missouri is a medical state. Well, the DOJ also has been operating under the, the Holder Memo for quite some time. And that uh, they're not going to interfere with state laws on legalization. Now, that's just a memo, and that's the problem. So one U.S. attorney somewhere gets a hair up their ass, and they're going to try and apply a different law or cite a different law. And that's why this whole federal quagmire is just a joke in in the first place. Yeah, the Holder Memo has never held up. And we say over and over, the way to fix it is just to repeal prohibition, to repeal the laws at a federal level that criminalize the plant and then nothing else. No replacement, no extra fucking department to kick your door down to oversee it. 
No, no federal licensure. None of this shit. Just repeal prohibition. That's it. That's all that has to happen. Did it with the alcohol. Can do it with weed. Oh, they can't because they're money hungry, power hungry thieves, and they got to keep making money somehow and stealing shit and criminalizing people. So it's got to be a whole thing. You know, it's gonna if they do, they're gonna do a whole federal legalization, a fake legalization, where they're gonna put in a new type of market with requirements like the seed to sale tracking, and then that'll be probably a federal standard. So every state will have to use metric out of Florida or whatever. Yeah, that's then, my suspicion. And then everybody's fucked. And every every four twenty when their fucking yeah, system when their goes system down, go down, like clockwork. Exactly. Yeah, because no, then they have fifty states fucking to bullshit legally required single points of failure it's a joke yeah i'm just saying that's why uh, i don't know i don't see much traction right now um i have a story about uh federal traction in a little bit but i made a note that uh you know musk offered to elon musk purchased twitter at a share price of 5420 ah uh, yes so, yay 420 <laughs> That's all I wrote. The journalist got such a hard on for that. This child shoes of four twenty everywhere. Oh yeah, breaking uh, news: Elon Musk is an edge lord. Then okay. there's then they're like, I had no idea. Uh, Twitter, you know, came back with like a two hundred and ten share price, and the journalists are like, we can multiply that by two, and it's 420. It's a f- still 420. Like, they're going all nuts, <laughs> like all 33 on the 420. <laughs> uh, so I just literally wrote, Musk offers 5420, that's my note. So, just so you know. Uh, the DEA is moving to schedule two more psychedelics, which is always bad news. We shouldn't be adding more things to the Controlled Substances Act, we should be taking things off and getting rid of it because this is fucking ridiculous that as an adult you can't take responsibility for your own body and what you put into it. That guy's fucking right. Uh, DOI and DOC, have you heard of them? No. No, because they're, uh, you know, designer chemicals. But here's the little... I went over the eight pieces of criteria um, a few shows ago. Uh, when they were trying to schedule all their psychedelics. Yeah, I remember. And so uh, this one, they really just focused on four, which is that people are taking it in hazardous amounts. What's a hazardous hazardous amount? Well, if you hallucinate, that's hazardous amountage. And guess what? This is like a microgram situation. Sure. So yeah, you're going to hallucinate. So it's automatically hazardous under their argument. Um, It was also controlled in Florida, already and the un placed doc into the schedule one of the 1971 convention in 2020 so and what's next are you gonna everything that makes uh, you hallucinate what if you get a little piece of spoiled ham in your gut yeah you, you start can. hallucinating is that like a the Whatever the schedule one amount of spoiled ham, whatever the chemical property of the ham is that makes you hallucinate, it's gotta be illegal. We have to regulate that shit, so regulate don't you know? people's body chemistry, yeah, because, exactly. You know, because people because you gotta stay safe, you gotta stay safe, gotta be a safe little slave, yeah. Uh, um, you wouldn't want to see things that aren't there, or we promise they're not there. There's significant diversion 
of these substances from legitimate drug channels. This was their argument. But then they go on to say, you know, of course, the FDA hasn't approved DOI or DOC, but it can be purchased from chemical synthesis companies because they're used in scientific research. But there's no evidence of diversion from these companies. So they contradict that whole point that they're supposed to establish. They just are like, well, we don't see you know, illegal sales of it for out of these legal companies, but it could happen. I mean, so we got to just get ahead of it. The risk of illegal sales from these companies is so stupidly high. And the cost of like doing that and getting caught is so stupidly oh, high. Need... There's no reason to do that. No, don't you need like, there's no reason to get a license. Yeah. Special license. And then make and any single illegal sale. Exactly. Anybody who's doing illegal sales is not getting a license, dude. It's just no. not, it's just not happening. No, you wouldn't. What it takes to get a license to work in a place like that. Yeah. You're not going to risk losing yeah. it. Yeah. And then you get to sell all this marked up shit. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like, you're getting the primo price once you jump through all the hoops. Like, you want the legal sales. This is my favorite argument for controlling a substance. Individuals are taking it on their own initiative rather than on the basis of medical advice from a licensed practitioner. We can't have that. No. We can't have people self-medicating. Go to the liquor store if you're sad. Slave. Eat some mac and cheese. They got flaming hot Cheeto mac and cheese now. Be happy. Pay a therapist. Take our drugs. We have plenty of drugs we can recommend to you. And it's not these. Because you might have fun. And you can't have fun. No. That's really the bottom line here. You can't solve your own traumas and unravel yourself and feel at all enlightened. You just can't have fun. And finally, it's similar to another scheduled substance. Jeez, I mean, that's they could just say anything there. But here, right. they lump it in with LSD, of course. Now, it is a, they're both chemical analogs of DOM for people who are familiar. I can't I think, say, I think these uh, are all Shulgin drugs. All well, the discoveries. Lot of them. But, yeah. I don't know. I haven't done a lot of different drugs. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we're, we don't know what's good for I've us. I've only we're done all... the ones people have actually heard of. I've <laughs> not ever done any. I, I, I read about on uh you know i read some reports on arrowhead about these things the most obscure drugs i ever came across were of, of the 2c family which aren't really that obscure i mean they're probably the most well known of all of the uh so-called research chemicals 2cb 2cc 2ce there's i too but bc and e are the ones i've seen but yeah i mean it's like, uh, makes you see stuff for a while i mean how can we figure out if it's going to help people, if we're not allowed to try it, you know, it might be helpful to you. You never know. But we can't try it because it's a risk. Yeah, well, you, Just like you're you, supposed to have uh, the duality of, of personal freedom and personal responsibility. So having the freedom to ingest these weird things and then also having the responsibility, whatever ha- might happen to you, and, you know, you're responsible for anything you might do to others while you're ingesting or while you're not ingesting any of these silly things so i mean like i don't know who they think they're saving by getting in between all of this you know i i just it their pockets i'm talking to the choir but it's just yeah i know that's frustrating it's not even that good of a money-making scheme you know oh criminalizing people is the band the whole banned substances thing i mean keeping people into a prison pipeline yeah yeah that's where the money comes in and the fear, like instilling fear in people, that's very powerful. And that's how they control, you know, and that's 
their tried and true method. They're going to stick with it. And if anything, they're going to double down on it. You want mm-hmm. federal legalization? Welcome to federal new criminalization. We'll show you the criminalization 2.0. Eh, fuck them. The Congressional Research Service published an overview of hemp issues this past week for addressing in the next farm bill. So I decided to read it. And they suggest raising the Delta 9 THC cap to 1% to give farmers a little flexibility <laughs> with their crops. Cool. Yeah, that's because that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I, I was just think. about to say it's a step in the right direction, after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all. They want to increase funding for researching hempcrete, replacing construction materials with hemp, and also maybe replacing plastic with hemp. And, you know, if everyone's going to cry about the climate and whatever, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a positive. Well, if they were doing hemp rotations and growing, like, the amount of hemp that's not only just possible, but, like, uh, would agriculturally be hugely beneficial uh, instead of just soy corn, soy corn, soy oh. corn over and over in the same field. Like, hemp is great because you don't have to spray the absolute shit out of it with fertilizers or with pesticides or any of that shit, you know? Yeah. Very low maintenance and it's regenerative, uh, returns a lot of nutrients to the soil. So it's a great rotational crop. And if we were producing and had the amount of supply of hemp that we could make all these products of, I mean, the amount of hemp that you can use that you can get out of an acre in a year versus the amount of, let's say, I don't know, wood that you can get out of an acre in a year. Yeah, it's unbeatable. I mean, there's so many products uh, that. It'd be totally replace the, the wood pulp supply with just hemp supply. Yeah. We have a lot of undoing to do yes. in this country. Yes. But hemp is such a hemp for victory. It's a yeah. great crop. And Whatever happened it. to it, man? Come on. Uh, you know what happened to it. Hemp, hemp, hooray, man. Fuck you, DuPont. Yeah. Fuck you, Hearst. Hearst, exactly. Fuck you, Anslinger. You nasty sons of bitches. This research service... Of the Congressional Nature suggested adding hemp to the statutory definition of specialty crop so that it qualifies for USDA programs. Yeah, seems like maybe an incentive for more people to start growing or get it going. Yeah. And um, they discussed the CBD issues. um, And by issue, I just mean, you know, making people comfortable buying it basically uh but they talk about how that's the fda's jurisdiction and they don't know if it's appropriate for the farm bill to address you know how to test the quality of cbd and all so that's kind of uh up in the air still all the hemp derivatives they didn't get into that certainly no delta or delta 10 talk in this research report Ah, and here's the news I was uh, hinting at earlier and excited to talk about, because I'm sure other people heard of it. Um, Schumer needs more time on his federal legalization bill. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Yeah, so no 420 rollout, but he does say he'll file before August recess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, this fucking clown, dude. Yeah. It's fucking embarrassing! Fucking embarrassing. Four twenty rollout. Uh, Look uh, over here. No, the ball's over here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. whoa! Did I throw it? Whoa! There it is. No, I got it right here. It's fucking 
yeah. fucking evil dude. And yeah. hey, he, oh, he but, he's keeping it in the headlines though. But yeah. bowlers, who who was skeptical since day one on the whole fucking thing? You. Friendly friends here at Bowl After Bowl. Well, yeah. Nothing ever happens. These clowns just want the headlines. Yep, headlines. It's so silly. The more act is definitely get, I uh, dead in the water with this. They should get thing. laughed out of every building they walk into to try to talk to other people, dude. Like, yeah, that's how big of a joke these people are. I don't know why people are still taking <laughs> these idiots seriously. I gotta say something. The More Act at least has a good name because you can say it. It's the More Act. Everyone can talk about it out loud with their friends and family. This piece of shit, the (laughs) Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, Kaoa, Kaoa. That's not a fucking word. I mean, they should have at least named it cock or something that you can say, you know? (laughs) Cannabis Opportunity Chums. I don't know. Nope, here we are. But of course, you know why he needs more time. Because he wants everyone to be happy, all of the stakeholders, all of his lobbyists. Uh, but he blames the Republicans, of course. He wants to yes. make sure that he has the votes lined up. So he he literally said, he's like, I want to know what the Republicans want. It's like, dude, just, you've been working on this for what, over a year now? And you got input from plenty of people. Plenty of people on both sides of the aisle at this point in time. No, no, just, it's just look a, around. It's just a theater and but a I know, I know. press release and then they can... Oh, it died on the vine, bad. and we're going to blame this guy because he's bad. He's yeah, a red guy. Red bad, yeah. He's red. We're blue. So, you know, we had the best intentions. Well, here are specific areas that they purport they're going to be reviewing. Removing federal drug testing, which I thought was interesting, but there's a little asterisk there. Uh, Got to preserve the federal, the drug testing for transportation-related fields, so not everyone will be able to smoke pot under fake federal legalization that Schumer's proposing. Um, specifying membership and duties of the Cannabis Products Advisory Committee, which would convene and consult with the FDA. Because I told you, if they do this, there's going to be 10 new alphabet soups coming out, and you know, diversion of funds going in at least five different directions. Um, New criminalization. Clarifying market competition rules. A broad review of agricultural and environmental laws to put appropriate protections in place. Of course. Ensuring worker protections for those employed in the cannabis. Which is, like, silly. Because... The workers who need protection are the ones in other jobs who use their medicine, which has been federally regulated right. out of existence for yeah, so no, long. Like, Nobody's popping you. tests working at a dispensary. Yeah. So <laughs> what does that even mean? So stupid. Oh, you work at a dispensary. You... I got to beat your ass because I never liked weed. <clears throat> that doesn't happen either. No. This just doesn't make any sense. Um, ensuring regulatory bodies and law enforcement have resources to protect the integrity of the legal marketplace. You know what that means? We're on drugs 3.0. Right, right. This is, this is legalization via new ways to ban certain people or certain just ways of use. Yeah. Oh, we're going to legalize pot by making these people not allowed to have it. Yep. And we're going to legalize pot by making it illegal to use it in this way, and in this way, and in this way, and in this way. <laughs> if you have this much of it, then it's illegal. Schumer's next point was focusing on um, reviewing how to strengthen business protections. And I literally made a note. 
are there any? Have you ever heard of any protection for any legal no. weed? I mean, I they bitch can't even about use this banks. We can't even get equal protection. No, exactly. E- equal protect just just the basics that everyone else gets. Your business should be able to have. That's it. Yep. That's how the law is written right now. But no, they don't want to interpret it that way. Oh no, it's just a, it's a controlled choice. <laughs> different. No, but they'll make a bunch of new bullshit programs under the Small Business Administration that only certain people can apply for, you know. Hey, essential workers. I guess they they got the essential workers thing when that rolled out. Oh, yeah, that's right. But they just closed their eyes and threw darts at that. Fucking communists. Fucking grocery store people got them, too. Like grocery store clerks. Like bag boys. Yeah. Smoke your weed, get your munchies, and be happy, slave. Oh, and you could buy your liquor too. Wasn't that essential? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liquor stores, liquor stores. Yeah. Clarifying the relationship between state governments and Indian tribal governments with respect to weed, in which I made a note: leave them the fuck alone, right? Like, isn't that <laughs> I mean, the relationship? It's their it, land and it their. Doesn't it always come back to that? You're like, you know, wouldn't wouldn't uh, everyone be better served if you just stop? Just don't show up. Don't go over there. Yeah. You don't need to like. They've already get your magnifying glass out and look at a bunch of bullshit. Many of the tribes already have medical programs of some sort. I don't know about uh, full rec, probably. And I know that they just sit at the border of the reservation and they arrest people who drive out after making purchases or smoking on the reservation. It's like so hostile and rude. Yeah, it's sick. Um, and finally, a broad review of existing law to develop additional policies to ensure consistent and appropriate treatment of weed, which I just interpreted as we need to make as many lines of law as possible yeah. so that this is as convoluted and that people can get caught up in loopholes of criminal activity over and over again. Well, you heard it there. I mean, they want to centralize the whole process. That's their endless obsession. That's why you of want course. a centralized government in the first fucking place. Yeah. That's why it should be bottom up, not top down. Yeah. You have a centralization mad need with this power and corruption comes that concept. And so that's what they said. They want to uh, make every treat weed this the, with the same experience across the board, no matter what. I mean, there's so many different ways and experiences from how you sell it to how you make it. I mean, even if you just take fucking flour versus uh, concentrates versus edibles. Hell, even if you just take how many different friggin' strains there are. Yeah, no joke. Or the different methods of growing. You've got your outdoor versus your greenhouse versus your hydroponic weed. And aquaponic and There's no way to slap this one-size-fits-all delivery experience, regulatory wet dream, on everything. No, we don't want that. We and want it, a free market. There's no re- yeah, there's no reason to do it. It makes it worse for everyone instead of yeah. better for anyone. Yeah, they're not looking to make things better. They're no, lizards. They're looking for a <laughs> way to sink their claws and teeth into every little fucking. Oh, yeah. This makes me crazy, baby. I know, I know. I'm worked up about it, man. It's 4:20. Well, here, here's a here's need some a, relief. Here's a little another high, another high. Uh, Georgia judge grants injunction on the Delta 8 and Delta 10 THC ban and rejects the state official's motion to dismiss. So he's still protecting everyone selling these hemp derivatives from the DA, basically, who made this task force to go out and round them all up and take their money. Uh, And this isn't just Delta 8 and Delta 10. This is all of the hemp 
derived products like CBD, CBN, CBG, everything. It's like, we got this from hemp. It should be 50 state legal under the 2018 Farm Bill. <laughs> that's but, what you know, everyone that's keeps saying, yeah. Um, so, I mean, already before the judge stood up and put this uh, injunction in place, um, the DA's task force had seized more than $2 million worth of product including $300,000 worth of Delta-8 edibles and more than $220,000 in cash from a single distributor. All cash, baby. Yeah. So and they really don't have any argument. If it's less than 0.3% Delta-9 THC, it's good. Federally, it's good. Under the Farm Bill. Um, plus, there's precedent in Georgia already. Over in Madison County, a superior court judge ruled that Delta-8 gummies are legal in Georgia after a store there was raided last year. So, just an uphill battle, man. No doubt. Slimy. Uh, There's a bill to establish a center for cannabis research at the University of Kentucky sitting on the governor's desk. I didn't read it all the way through, and uh, they haven't signed it yet. But it looked like a serious slush fund, man. They talked about sending millions of dollars here, millions of dollars there, to places and things that have nothing to do with weed, but a lot to do with the university. You know, athletics programs and such. Mm. (laughs) I was like, oh my, this is going to be an interesting read if he signs it. Um, There's also a bill to allow home delivery and curbside pickup of weed sitting on the main governor's desk. Oh, Catch up, right? Like, right. come on, look at the states around you. Order your weed on the app and get it delivered at home. It's, yeah, we're creating I mean, jobs here. We're making money. In this uh, troubling time of COVID and the new normal, we really need to... I don't know, I'm just trying to pitch need, it. This is how the lizards like to hear, We need safe right? and effective apps. Is that what they need? To buy... They need it to be like COVID safe, double um, cross. Sterile, FDA, not FDA approved because it never will be, but uh, not uncontaminated... Marijuana products. <laughs> you gotta call them either marijuana or cannabis too. They'll never say weed or pot. Where is the bud? We're, We're looking, looking for, for the, the bud. bud. Yeah. Well, hey, the base staters for natural medicine are looking for psychedelics, and they're pushing to decriminalize in Worcester, Mass. Ooh. Yeah, Massachusetts. They're hoping that the city council will take up the matter, but they're also currently gathering signatures to get it on the November ballot. Nice. Yeah, so uh, it just says no government money can be spent criminalizing people 18 and older, which is an awesome number. Fuck this 21 bullshit. If you're an adult at 18, be treated yeah, as an adult. They're, they're trying to move all the shit to 21. Like, stop. Yeah. Stop well, anyways, it. You can't be uh, criminalized if you have up to five grams of any controlled substance, it actually says. But there's an exception here. And mm-hmm. I'm going to butcher the word, uh, but bufotinine, the toad poison... Oh, sure. An isomer of psilocin and cambo, the poisonous secretions of a giant monkey frog. Those people can't touch. And it probably has something to do with, you know, protect the jumping critters. (laughs) I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, But the Worcester's Human Rights Commission actually just approved a a resolution that urges the city manager to conduct a study on the benefits of making arrests for growing and distributing entheogenic plants. Of which I would guess there's none. It seems like just a big waste of taxpayer money. But that's just my hypothesis. Let them spend money doing the research to find out. Um, But yeah, 
if uh, this gets voted for and passed on the ballot, it's going to force lawmakers to file statewide reform legislation. I liked that. You write that in your initiative. <coughs> and uh, if the people pass this, you got to push this at the state level. Because, nice. yeah, we tell them what to do. We right, pay them. It should be bottom up, man. Yeah. Um, speaking of Taxachusetts, Somerville, Cambridge, East Hampton, and Northampton have all decriminalized psychedelics. And Amherst is next on the list for targeted cities, which Ooh. makes nothing but sense with the college there. Yep. Come on. College towns, that's an easy win. Well, big story this week going around Legal Missouri, a.k.a. New Approach. Uh, they need 170,000 valid signatures by May 8th, and they're slamming their <coughs> newsletter out, begging dispensaries to make sure they got blood tenders gathering signatures at all times and getting more boots on the ground to do it because they have half of what they need, but they don't. They have 170,000 signatures already. They just want double that so that sure. their asses are completely covered because, uh, well, they have political consultants right, who have well, played the game many a time. You got to get over a certain threshold because... And must ensure the win. They go out and invalidate and throw out a bunch of them, you know, when they chuck them over, so... Yeah. Yeah. They got it down to a science. So, I mean, they've got it down. It's funny because they have quotes from John Payne, who's like, oh, yeah, we've got it. It's all good. And then you have quotes from Jack Cardetti, who's like, we really need people to focus. We only have half the signatures. Well, like, just two different messages going out in two different directions. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, they're, they're fine fucking new approach i mean look at the nation they're in every state now mm -hmm. so yeah four weeks remaining in our legislative session uh so hoping to see some action on the cannabis freedom act that would be cool you know, and just get that in and get that done yeah once you hit 420 time it's like that final stretch clock's yeah. running out shit's wrapping up yeah in 420 it's also a good time to make sales but i guess new jersey is just not interested in that because uh -oh. they set their recreational sales to begin thursday on 421 oh man how cruel it's cruel and unusual punishment yeah what a bunch of bastards to themselves, you know that's okay they didn't they didn't realize that 422 is 422 so fuck them yeah, fuck them. That's a great point to, you know, keep all the bowlers in New Jersey's chins up. Mm -hmm. If you were looking forward to going to the store to buy your weed, which, yeah. I mean, come on, bowlers. We've been around the block. It's not that exciting paying a store to buy weed that we've always had, you know? That's right, New Jersey. You can go on 422. Yeah. Medical patients there can, but uh, remember that chairwoman? I played that clip of her, and she held the medical patients up as her shield of defense. Well, we can't have them running out of weed to because then the medical patients I can't get their medicine. Right. You know, we'll, we'll run out, and it's like, man, you're limited to a one ounce purchase, and it's three ounces in a month. Like, there's a big limit here. So, yeah, how the fuck are you gonna run out? You really play on no, there's no place ever. That's had not enough supply to keep demand. Ever. Yeah, exactly. Like, it would be bad ass if you sold all the weed that was grown. You won't. You won't. But, hey, the, an interesting point was made here. Cops in New Jersey can smoke off-duty for now. They're going to start arguing about it and writing an official uh, decision in the near future. But the governor seems to back that. And, you know, I think, uh, I think cops need to smoke a little weed. It should be a requirement for the job, in fact. You want to be a cop? You got to smoke a little weed. Or eat an edible, you know, but something. You got to get high. At least no once. No doubt, no doubt. Because we can't have those panicked 911 calls after you've eaten some brownies about how you're dying. 
I think and it waste would be ambulances. helpful just to be like, look, this is it. It's all it is. I mean, I remember the first time I ever actually got stoned and just thinking like, what? This is it? You know, kind of, I mean, there was just nothing, uh, I don't know. I thought like my, I thought there would be some kind of like big bad part of it, you know? Like, yeah. I'm like, I was just like, waiting for the downsides part, you know? The only downside is like the fear of getting caught with it and stuff. Like the sure. fear of prohibition. Yeah, prohibition of, is the downside. Most of the downsides are prohibition related directly. Yeah. Like, all of them, pretty much. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, wow, it's this. I take a hit and I feel good. Huh. Dr. Dubs just slapped us with a big fat boost. Oh, you want to read it? I should uh, recap the boosts we've got. Yeah, the last I've been segment. hearing some pews. Because uh, Carolyn hit us with 420 Woo! out of Fountain. And she said, real 420 and threw some emojis in there. Uh, I'm trying some emojis. We have the hunted. And the flame emoji plus a purple heart. Oh, yeah. It's officially 420 East Coast time. 420 East Coast live. Hey. Spark one up, baby. That's how we do it. Spark one up. Sparking in the holidays. Uh, C-Dubs hit us. He joined us a little bit late, but he's going to be delighted to re-listen to the... Oh, yeah. To the Graham segment. We talked to Graham tonight. Uh, and I talked to her. I mentioned you to him, too, by the way. Uh... C-Dubs hit us from Boost CLI with the beautiful new logo that's in there in Helipad. 420 on the live from Caster. Fuck Twitter, fuck Elon's. Yeah, fuck them. And then 2222, and he says, hook. <laughs> hook. Thanks, C-Dubs. Hook hard. Hard hook. Uh, 420 out of Fountain from Carolyn. No one likes fun, just seriousness. That's right. Especially the bowlers, yeah. Yeah. This is a serious podcast. If it gets uh, fun... Then we immediately ban it. It's outlawed. <laughs> we will lock you up for the rest of your life. Uh, 69 sats from C-Dev uh, live. Boosting that live out of... Boost CLI, by the way, one of two podcast apps where you can boost a live item tag. And uh, I call on the apps. To catch up. I know some of them are in the works right now. And then 100,000 sats Woo! from Dr. Dub. All sats, yeah. baby. I want him to say all sats, baby. I need an all sats, baby. Uh, Dr. Dub says, I've received enormous value from podcasting 2.0 and value for value. You've inspired me with your idea of moving forward and helping other people get there. I'm linking up what I've learned from you, Abel Kirby, Adam, Dave, and the rest of the gang into a new website intended to help onboard musicians at musiccasting.org. Well, this is a fantastic development. And we have to slam that in. Yep, link in the show notes. Interesting. Cool. Dr. Dub, oh, I'll have to yeah. check it out. I'm going to check this out. This is interesting to me. This looks awesome. Hell yes. Good stuff, man. Um, I'm, I'm interested to dive into that. Um, perhaps we'll have more to discuss on, on the next Abelcraft, which, by the way, when Abel hangs out with us, we'll be doing an Abelcraft here in person, and we're going to do a little Bulls with Buds action as well. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. Milking that Abel this weekend. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Sweet. Um, that was a good boost break. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Thank you so much, boosters. You're rocking yeah. the world over there. Surprisingly, the Nevada ACLU is rocking too. They've got a lawsuit against the Nevada Board of Pharmacy for failing to remove weed from its state Schedule 1 status kind of bullshit is that? You legalize it, but you're going to keep it Schedule 1? 
And you know why they do that. So cops can still arrest people and charge them with felonies, despite medical and recreational legalization rolling out. Uh, And of course, the Board of Pharmacy has the authority over the schedule there. So that's where the lawsuit's going against them. The plaintiffs listed are the Cannabis Equity and Inclusion Community, which helps people get their expungements done and get set up uh, to step into the legal market as best as they can. And then a man by the name of Antoine Poole, an individual found guilty of a Class E felony for possession in 2017. So uh, they're seeking injunctive relief and asking the court to prohibit the board of pharmacy from keeping weed schedule one. Makes nothing but sense. First time I've uh, had ACLU news in the bowl after bowl since fucking probably 2014 when we've First ever kid did a podcast. Right. (laughs) So good job, Nevada. Rhode Island's MMJ Biopharma is a, that's a company name. And they're suing the DEA for allegedly delaying the approval of their import of specific weed strains from Canada, which they need to make, what do you call it? Like botanical pharmaceuticals. Oh, yeah. Uh, to possibly treat multiple sclerosis and Huntington's disease. They got DEA approval in January 2022 uh, as a Schedule One analytical lab research facility so that they could grow the weed to make this medicine or drug, big pharma product, to bring it to clinical trial. Um, but they haven't gotten the approval for the bulk manufacturing and importing of strains that they need to get going. So, of course, I mean, they're fucking up because they should just be getting seeds. Because seeds are not federally illegal anymore because they contain less than 0.3% Delta-9 THC. But now they want to get all the, you know, they probably just want clones to work with. Stick them in and grow them. Um, So, they actually submitted and had their clinical trials approved by the FDA in 2017. And just needed the okay from the DEA to grow the pot. And here we are. (laughs) They applied for a license in December 2018 to import the Canadian plants and grow them in Rhode Island. Uh, They got DEA approval to do it in November 2019, but it was a very limited amount and only for extracts. So that's not really what they needed. But they did create a batch of soft gel capsules using what they could. Um, But without the clinical trials going all the way through, they can't get FDA approval on them, Mm. which means they can't give their alleged medicine to people who could benefit from it. Uh, They still need these freaking licenses from the DEA. So the DEA came around. They said, well, we have to inspect the lab. And they came and they did an inspection in June 2021. And then again in October 2021. And they told the lab, hey, the fieldwork portion of the review is done. Uh, We just got to submit a report for final determination. And then you'll get your licenses. Eh, haven't heard from them. So, you know, call and ask what's up in the... Personnel at the DEA that they talked to say, well, we don't know when a final decision will be made. So this company's fed up with it. They said, well, fuck you. I'm suing your ass. Yeah. You're sabotaging us. Good for them. Yeah. And uh, I don't talk about Ukraine at all or any of that situation because I have no fucking idea what's going on. I've uh, never been there. I've never seen anything. I mean, I've seen stuff on the computer, but anything on a screen. I mean, is it real? Is it fake? Who knows? But I did... (laughs) Catch a clip, and I I had to clip it, because this is just too good. Uh, This British journalist from Skynet, 
is chasing after this bus full of uh, alleged Ukrainian refugees okay. to get a quote. And uh, here's what the guy had to say. Tell me quickly, are you all right? I'm all right. And how, how many people are trapped I in there? I smoke weed, legalized. 420. Did you hear that? He said, I smoke weed, legalized. 420. Oh, yeah. And then it keeps going. American? Uh, British. 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 Uh, how many more? Cannabis legalized in uh, Great Britain. Pardon? Uh, is uh, cannabis legalized in Great Britain? <laughs> I don't know whether cannabis, uh, cannabis is licensed. You don't I'm glad know? that's all you're thinking about. She's glad that's all he's thinking about. She doesn't know? She doesn't know. She's know. a journalist and she doesn't even know if weed's legal in the UK. Fucking idiot. You live there and you're a journalist. But is yeah. weed legal or is it not? You have no idea? No clue. Wow. Pathetic. But that's all I got for Good behind work. the curtain tonight. Good work. I smoke weed for 20. Yep. Troll the journalists. Yes. Every chance you get. And Fuck hi- them right in the pussy. Hijack the narrative, bro. The narrative is yours if you choose to grab it. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because there's a I'm sick bunch- of caring about the dumb shit that people want me to like talk about all the fucking time. Yeah. That's why I don't bring it up. That's why you don't hear... That's why you didn't hear about it on this show. No, you just hear, uh, I smoke weed, legalize it, 420. There's several very trendy events you never heard about on this show. Yeah. And we're on a roll, baby! 153 bulls after bulls, and we're still going. Right. That's right. It's, we- it's beautiful. The value for value works in the other way, because it's like, you can't, uh, you can't be forced to say the things you don't want to say. It's not just that you can say whatever you want. You can also not say whatever you don't want. But bam That's right. That's how we like it. Uh, how else we like it is we're all participating together. It's a big, happy family, community, friends, real friends, man. Like people that I've met in person and talked to over the show. And people that we will someday. <clears throat> exactly. And uh, all those friends call and leave us voicemails all the time about a f- different topic every week. We call it the first time I ever. Uh, some of them just call to say hey and uh, fill us in on the latest. But a lot of them are responding to the F-tie prompt. We call it the F-tie. First time I ever encountered a venomous animal uh, after the bowlers corrected us. Rightly pointed out, we're not talking about poisonous animals. Although, if you eat, uh, did eat a poisonous animal, we also, of course, want to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, and you can tell us all about it on the voicemail. 816-607-3663 is the number. And uh, you know who has to be the first in. Uh- Oh man, uh, April thirteenth, uh, and I was just like a few minutes into the other day's uh, bowl after bowl. But this is Christopher Battles, by the way. Oh, uh, it's Chris, this is Christopher Battles. Anyway, yeah, I just gotta say, like, I think you guys need to have some water outside the curtain and inside the curtain. Ooh, because, you know, I just heard that like the rock had not been passed yet. Oh and, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, dude. I know. I cannot dude. imagine that pain, but uh, like hydration. Yes. It'd be important. Yep. It is. I mean, I've drank a gallon of water plus every day for the last couple of years, which means I pee all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'd be like, oh, I gotta find the bathroom. And my wife's like, well, yeah, I know. Like, because it's just what I do. I pee. But, you know. B-Boys? Anyway, I mean, TMI, I guess, on that, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, it's you been know, a little yeah, bit lately. Dude, yeah, more water, dude. Just yep. carry around that water bottle. That's what I've been doing, Just too. care about you. I appreciate uh, that. I mean, you might break behind the schemes if you scream. 
while oh, you're having man. while you're passing that rock. I can. Uh, but anyway, well, I'm gonna go back to the show, which is gonna already be over, and this is gonna be played on like I don't know what day. I'm confused right now. 420 Eve, baby. Think uh, we're all confused. It's all right. But, it's part uh, of the holiday. Anyway, yeah. Stay hydrated. Hell yes. Stay dangerous, but. While you're staying dangerous, stay hydrated. Stay right, dangerously hydrated. Again, H2O. Forget the Gatorade. H2O. Yeah. Watch Waterboy. Come on, man. All right, love you guys. But. Well, even like water like from a toilet. But electrolytes, it's what plants crave. Yeah, we're craving, craving electrolytes. <laughs> I will say I have been pounding the water. Yeah. And uh, You've been doing good. Some of the clearest piss I've had since, I don't know. I was pretty good at hydrating when I was younger, and especially in the scouts, you know. Oh, uh, God. We had this one leader, Jerry, who would always say, If your pee is yellow, then you need more water. It's true. Yeah, that was like his thing. Well, one of his many things. He had some things. You know, guys like that always have a few things, but. Oh, yeah. He'd always be doing that one. Yeah. Yes, staying things. hydrated for sure. This is something that I'm not uh, down to like go another like loop around on. I don't want another sure. ride on that train. So yes, staying hydrated <laughs> is uh, on my dailies now. Appreciate awesome. you, love you, Christopher Battles. I love, <laughs> I love all the people yeah. that have been genuinely concerned. But yeah, even like when he called in, man, it was still uh, four days to go. Yeah. So, but now he's in the future with us. That's right. And I was gonna say. My midwife, every single thing, oh, like my head hurts, I'm nauseous, I'm dizzy. She's always like, uh, drink some water. Yep. That's literally her first line of defense. It is the first line of defense. Yeah, it keeps your shit running properly. Should be everyone's. Properly. Proper is this next caller. Love is in the air and all around us. A touch, a song, a feeling of trust. A castle fit for a princess the universe bestowed. A love story, as yet, still to be told. Carry me, my prince, to lands and adventures unknown. Watch us fly, my love, as our new wings unfold. Oh, a poem from the princess herself. And a follow-up. So the first time I ever encountered a poisonous animal, I would have to say it was actually recently, ironically enough, I was working on a site uh, on a mountain in a dump truck, and the company truck came driving up, and everybody was all a scuttle about it. And I was like, what's going on? They're like, oh, we got a rattlesnake. I'm like, you got what? They're like, yeah, we whopped it in the head with a shovel. It's damn near dead. And, uh, you know, we're going to we're gonna skin it and, uh, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, oh. So I kind of felt bad because, like, you could tell it was dying, and I hated to see it suffering. But I actually touched it because, yeah, you know, when faced with a poisonous snake that could potentially, you know, reflexively spring back and bite you, what else do you do but touch it? Yeah. You know, you got to prove that you got bigger balls than the boys. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the first time I encountered a poisonous animal. And uh, I hope it made a great skin and a great meal for the guy who killed it so look him if you got him you know i will be oh phoenix yeah out. phoenix yeah phoenix happy holidays phoenix oh man yeah i hope they put it to cool use some sort of cool use 
Yeah, if you kill something, that's just respectful. Kill something, use something. Yeah. Make some good boots or something. Yeah, right? do something. Do something awesome. Not something lame. Ah, uh, something awesome is this next caller. Hello, Bullard. First time I ever encountered a, uh, a poisonous animal. Uh, it goes back to 1995. Um, I don't know. I thought the uh, the animal was safe. I accepted it into my life. And uh, had that uh, animal as part of my life for, you know, at least 25 years. And... Uh, yeah, then I realized just how poisonous that animal was. Yeah, Oof. and uh, unfortunately, it's a mistake I'm going to be paying for for a long time, uh, if I'm honest with myself. Uh, but uh, the good news is that, uh, you know, things are taking a step in the right direction. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a much happier guy. That's all I can say. So, Hello. yeah, you want to avoid the poisonous animals in your life. No doubt. Yeah, it's, it's just good when you do that, so... I hope you're all are having a good evening. In the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. In the bowl. That's a yeah. great evening. Oh, yeah. Every evening in the bowl is a good one. Yeah. And in we're glad bowl. to have you here, phone boy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You remember uh, your first encounter? Was this a, was that you that came up with this? It was. And I don't remember what jogged my memory, but it was my first encounter that I was like, oh, I should tell that story. Okay. So we visited a... What's a good phrase? Like a... um. A criminalized medical patient who uh, really suffered just some horrible travesties uh, from the war on, failed war on drugs here in Missouri, um, who had grown medical pot for her husband, and it was keeping him alive, and then someone in their family uh, narked on him, and they got raided, and they were put in jail, and um, her husband couldn't get his medicine and died. So, just, I mean... Ugh. Fucking atrocity. But anyways, this woman, this awesome woman, she has this, had this great place out in the middle of uh, basically nowhere, Missouri. And so we went and visited with her and spent the night. Um, and man, that was the first time also that I ever saw the stars without light pollution, which is kind of fucked up that that wasn't until my adult life. But there it is. And I saw a shooting star. Yeah, it was a good night. Anyways. Um, you know, she appreciated the company and it's just a great person. And all that we were doing then, cause we were, we had formed mid Missouri normal, which was a real serious, um, missing area in Missouri that wasn't being covered for it properly. They just had, uh, the college chapters, which, you know, college students, they're only on campus. They don't go out and actually gather the signatures for the townies and, get things in motion with city council and such. They're right. just worried about the student body. Um, so uh, she gave us these uh, boxes of rocks that she had gotten off of someone. I don't know if they bartered or what. Um, but just all these cool specimens that dude's dad had collected throughout his life from all around the world. And there's so much stuff in there. I, like, I haven't even identified all of it. But anyways, uh, moving this box, it was a, it's a milk crate just filled with rocks and, uh, this uh, spider crawls up on top of it and I hadn't seen it before. And I was like, oh, what a cool violin pattern on this, uh, on this spider. And so then I was like, wait a minute, Missouri's got some dangerous spiders in it, which mm -hmm. is something I was a bit unfamiliar with. And so I grabbed your arm and I was like, is that? And you're like, yep. Yeah. 
and I can't remember the name of the fucking spider, but it's a uh, brown recluse. Brown recluse. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's brown. It's got the violin. Yeah. yeah. It was a brown recluse. And so then I was like, oh, well, uh, I guess I'll move him, you know? And I went to go down in there and he just fucking dove back into his rock cavern home and uh, never to be seen again. And I was like, oh, crap. Because then, you know, we put the the milk crates in our car and inevitably brought brown recluse and maybe his whole family home with us. So he kept those boxes in our shed for a long time, <laughs> and uh, I still got them. They're actually in my garage, and I've never gone all the way through the mm. the rocks because I've forgotten all about. Got to put gloves on. <laughs> I look at the milk crate every time I walk by, it and I think about that little brown recluse visiting mm. me. Yeah, no good. I don't wanna. I don't wanna get bit. We sometimes call them fiddlebacks because they have that fiddle mark on their head. That's kind of the. The telltale. Fiddleback. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure. I love spiders, too. I think they're pretty cool, but I don't fuck around, you know. If, I've heard about people getting bit by the brown recluse, and then their skin is all, like, gray and zombified yeah. looking and shit. Mm. See that on his head? Oh, it looks like a violin. Yeah. The old fiddleback. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's only two spiders here that can fuck you up pretty bad. The brown recluse and the black widow. Black widows are... You don't really see those around. You see them in the woods, you know. I've seen a few in my time, but they're pretty rare as far as your everyday running into one. Brown recluse, those will live in your house. Those will live in basements and type that type of shit. Yeah. They like uh, dark spots where they can go hunt because they're like hunters. They don't do the web thing. They, they're kind of like wolf spiders. They hunt. I was going to say, luckily, we, I've only seen wolf spiders in this house ever. But they jump, and that's a little bit freaky. <laughs> and they get real big, too. So if someone doesn't like spiders, you can really freak them out with a wolf spider. Hey, look at this. This sucker. Nah. Yeah, that was my first time I ever saw a venomous uh, animal story. Well, this uh, next caller may have a uh, another take. I love that voicemail greeting. <laughs> me too. Uh, <laughs> it made me laugh. Cool. I was just uh, thinking about that first poisonous animal i've ever encountered and uh i honestly i think it's really only been like a brown recluse spider oh there you go they're prevalent in missouri yep especially yep. where i'm at and uh i, I tell you you see one you just smash the shit out of it mm -hmm. and uh and move on with your life because yeah. there's no reason to try to save that and kick it out outdoors no. those things they bite you yeah you have you know, to end them things into you're uh you can have a world of hurt and a nasty ulcer that could progress into something that you don't want to have happen to you <laughs> yep. so uh other than that i think i maybe have come across a snake or something but i was much younger and i had a parent that smashed it on the head with a lead pipe or something like that i remember but uh Oof. so yeah i mean um mostly just arachnids and uh, that's about the the short and sweet of it, swish or swish, should be good for, uh, I guess, a blunt. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, in the bowl, hey, chow from your fellow A1 sauce. Have oh. a good one, guys. Hell okay. yeah. Bye. Yeah, Zoon. Zoonaroony. Got to represent the Missouri boys. Yeah, brown recluse, man. They're, uh, they're common here. Yeah. They're common. I will say... Th those milk crates, just so no one's freaked out, like, Abel and her coming this weekend, you're not going to see a brown recluse. 
uh, they the milk crate sat out in the shed of our a place in a different town, a different city in Missouri for like right. three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. These, like they've really aired out. These are so. pl- the rocks that we got. <laughs> You're talking about seeing it like seven years ago yeah. in this crate in like <laughs> three cities away. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's dead. No, there's no brand. I haven't places. seen one ever since. That's the only time I ever saw one. I'm lucky. Yeah, I've been in Missouri a while. Yeah. But yeah. Now I know. Now I recognize. Now I know. Now I smashed to kill. Yeah, you just gotta. You don't let him get away. You just no. get him, get him dead. It's the way you do it. It's the way you do it. That's the way this next caller does it. I swear. Um, I'm quite buzzed. So, um, oh, calling you while enjoying the uh, lamb with the uh, rice pilaf. The lamb was in a uh, oniony uh, with the peppers, tomato sauce. Ooh. For the rice pilaf and then lamb inside of that. And then my mom made homemade pita. Yum. Homemade pita is a little bit off. She is 85, but she mm-hmm. made uh, Greek Easter bread this year, which is a special bread that's made on Holy Tuesday, I think, or Thursday. I don't know. Whatever. Either or. But it's got a beautiful braid for it uh, in the loaf. I should have took pictures of it and put it on. Uh, no agenda social, but sorry, got a little indigestion going. Um, uh oh. Hope it's not triggering. Um, <laughs> I'm so fucking triggered. But the, I'm gonna take tums and get a kidney bread, stone. It's a little bit yellow, and it's like braided like a a French braid, but it's mm-hmm. Greek. Uh, and then it's amazing for French toast. Ooh. Cut it in like kind of little semi thick slices, and then uh throw a dash of uh, vanilla extract in with your eggs before you dip to fraunch your bread. Um, <laughs> you got sure a lot of no agenda people know that. Most of our people out there know uh, little tricks in cooking. Ned, Ned uh, dropping hot knowledge. Anyways, uh, I think the first time I ever came in contact with anything that was poisonous, it's probably, a, I mean, literally like a daddy long legs. And I say that now because I've watched... A special mm. on Daddy Long Legs, and they've actually got some of the most like potent venom I think out there. What? That's what they uh, say. But, but it's they're... in such small doses uh, that that absolutely does nothing to humans. Yes. Oh. So, but they said their venom is like so concentrated and effective mm-hmm. uh, that they become quite a killing machine. So who knew mm. with the Daddy Long Legs that they're that crazy poisonous, but in such small amounts that it does nothing to us. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yes, I've always heard uh, that they had uh, too small of mouth parts to actually, you know, break our skin, essentially. Or get into us. Mm. I think it's probably a combination. A combination of that going on. That and the other. I didn't realize, stupid me, that I breezed right by one. I did that thing where you select it and then it's unread. And then mm. when you come back to the window, it's like, oh... Yeah, These you, things do happen behind the curtain. You gotta hit play. You gotta hit play. Not the next one. I, I would never, ever skip this caller. It just wouldn't happen. The universe wouldn't allow it. Well, happy Token Tuesday, you sexy motherfucker. Hey. Uh, happy 420. Happy 420. Happy 420. It is uh, almost 420. It's 419, which is Bicycle Day. That's right. And, uh, you know, on a day like today and tomorrow, I tend to, I tend to get pretty high. 
Uh, I might be high right now. I might not be. Yeah, he does seem be. a bit woozy, doesn't um, he? First time I ever encountered a poisonous animal that wasn't a person <laughs> was uh, I was back in the Scouts. Oh, yes. I, I believe Sir Spencer spent plenty of time in the Scouts. I oh, believe yeah. that he's a full-blown eagle man. That's correct. The eagle man. The eagle man. Uh, I was in the Scouts once. I wasn't very good. I didn't make it to Eagle, but yeah. I was in there for a bit. And we would go on the hikes, you know, the hikes, go run around. Where I live, there's a bunch of big old mountains and hills that get pretty dry out there, and you hike out there. And mm -hmm. We were doing that, and we were camping, and uh, we came across various snakes, most of them non-poisonous, small, cute garden snakes, things like that, gardener snakes. But... Eventually, we did come across a rattler. Ooh. And uh, it was it was very cool. It was a very controlled environment. There there were people there that, like, knew how to handle the rattler. Yeah. And uh, I got a pretty good look at it, and I saw it kind of get threatened and, and rattle its rattle. Did he have one of those curvy and poles? I thought that was awesome. The little I, hook pole I thing? Just, I think the snakes are great. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely didn't want to get bit by that thing. No fuck way. It would have fucked me up. Yep. I wasn't very old either. Probably would have, uh, probably would have wrecked me, bro. Fucking wrecked me. You gotta lose the head. You gotta lose the head. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of snakes, I, I hope that uh, your snake is feeling better. Oh, uh, yeah. Mr. Spencer. And, uh, um, I'm so happy for you, man. I appreciate I'm it. Glad that that all came out. <laughs> Great. Thank God, dude. It's over. You're back to to hundred uh, percent, or you're getting back to hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, the Lion, uh, you're wonderful. Thanks. All right. <laughs> okay. All I'm right. gonna uh, I'm gonna go get high. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, oh. Yo, oh. Oh. Too late. I think that caller was already high. Uh, you have to take it <laughs> from uh, John C. Dvorak himself. Stay stoned. It's just uh, it's medical and spiritual advice. Thanks, Lavish. Yeah. You're great. Sweet baby Lavish. We love you. Behind the schemes. You gotta get it every Monday night when you're feeling alright at 9.30 Central Time. Thanks for no skip, Lavish says. God, dude. Never. I don't know why. I don't know what could compel me. I don't know what could compel me. Blame it on the weed. Uh, yeah. You gotta blame it on the weed. That's the way it works. Everybody's doing it. Uh, this next call. Oh, we had a follow-up, of course. Follow-up. Gotta follow it up. Sorry, I'm trying to clear the food from my mouth. Oh. That ain't uh, animal. Uh, well, you dialed the phone and then... Insect, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> much. Um, Savage net dead. Well, the first time oh, that I shit. think I came in contact with a uh, uh, poisonous animal would be uh, uh, what they call a mugasucky rattler. What'd you call it? Uh, it's uh, native... Uh, snake to Michigan, and there's actually a what they call a metro park, uh, like less than two miles away from me here. And when I was a kid, I was riding around it, saw a oh, sorry, I'm like still doing the indigestion thing, but uh, you got uh, it, you got it. Um, I hate indigestion. When I was a kid, I, I was riding around a bike path that they had on it forever. It's a paved, paved bike path with a bunch of 
other kids from the neighborhood back in the day. And uh, I had actually my shoe had come and tied, and I had stopped, got off, tied my shoe. They kept going on. Uh, I went behind them, and I could have swore I saw one of these, like, what they call a Mugaseki or Mugasaga rat, rat, rattles, rattlesnake go across the trail in front of me, and everybody said I was full of crap. <laughs> I even said it to, like, other people, like 4-H Club, and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Anyways, that part now is um, one of the sanctuaries for Mugaseki rattlers uh, in the state. Uh, oh. Six years ago, I think, a girl picked up, a uh, 14-year-old girl saw a snake, picked it up, thought oh. it was uh, just, you know, a snake. It ended up being the rattlesnake, bitter, and then they had to go get, like, antivenom to uh, reverse the effects of the rattlesnake bite that bit her. In the same park that I saw that snake in, and everybody said I was full of shit for years, so kind of ironic, but whatever. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Talk shit, get bit. Yeah. Wow. You gave the uh, you gave the transcription about a hell of a time with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Mugger Sucky Rattler. That was its first try. Muggles Secky from Saga. And it says Mucky Rattlers. Mucky Rattles. <laughs> oh, Rattlers. Man. Yeah. Good try. Good try, uh, people. Man, that Ned just making me feel so bad about my English, my lack of English skills. It's animal. And here I am with a spider. Spiders an animal? Is it not an animal? Is insects not in the animal kingdom? I should have just said a living creature. Did you ever uh, I mean, okay, all that right. scared you? Oh, I can't arachnid. It's not an insect. <laughs> I hear I you. I, I, in before, chat. In before. Yeah. Jesus. But It's a gross thing with what? wiggly legs. What? No, I, 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 all I can think of is that the first time I ever saw a venomous animal that's not insect-like in any way or an arachnid was had to be at a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a rattlesnake in Colorado, but I just started walking far no. away. Arachnids are animals. Oh, okay. There you go. See, yeah. you're good. You're Bu- good, Ned Ned. Bugs are in the animal kingdom, so don't give me that. I mean, I had to double check because I'm not a fucking biologist. I keep trying to tell people this. No one believes me. I'm not qualified. But I can qualify in a qualified way, say. It's in the animal kingdom. It's a fucking animal. There okay. you have it. All right. There you have it. I settled. Counts. It's not a fungi. Duh. It's an animal. Okay. Um, you skipped one. When you no, one. I didn't. I would never. Oh. I'm watching you. Oh. Bowler. Oh. Spencer, so glad you got that motherfucker out of you. Jesus. Oh. Me too, brother. Ugh. Me Man. too. Ugh. Fuck that. Happy days, though. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Sure. Happy <laughs> 420 Eve. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. DeLorean. Bicycle day. Yeah. day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, First time I ever encountered a poisonous animal. Uh, uh, let me do it like this. The first time I... Never experienced a, a poisonous animal is when I met my ex-wife. Ugh, I get no respect. <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, it's more than likely a, a snake of some kind. But I don't remember specifically. I remember encountering a lot of snakes when I was young, though. And uh, I'm sure more than one were poisonous. 
fuck rattlesnakes, man. They're the worst. That's what you never want to hear is the sound of that rattle. No. Yeah. It gives me the same kind of chills as thinking about Spencer's uh, fucking TV <laughs> old <system. laughs> It's a bad bag altogether. Fuck rattlesnakes, man. Yeah. Or don't. I mean, I don't like killing innocent animals like they haven't done anything, but... <laughs> They're not one that you want to wait and see uh, what to do. No, you can't just mail them an eviction notice. You know? Yeah. I, yeah no, I, On account of I, I can't read. I tread lightly in the woods. Yes. You, uh, they know you're coming before you see them, so they'll, they'll yeah. shake that rattle before you get too close. And they Fortunately, knock, they knock you know? leaves all over the place, too. Uh, yeah. I've never stepped on one. Copperheads fuck those things, too. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean... Snakes are pretty cool. Yes. But they're poisonous. Some of them. Not all of them. Spiders, too. They're also cool. Some of them are poisonous. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Creepy, Creepy crawlies. Creepy crawlies, man. Oh, holy shit, yes. Not much of a first time I ever. Not Jinxed much of a you. story. I've taken up all your time. Oh, that's okay. Not all of it. Three minutes of it, maybe. We had a magic jinx. I don't know. I'll keep rambling until it goes off. But not before I say, Stoop! Oh, there's the... I had to get that in there. See, that's sometimes Maybe you got a sticker. Or a stick. Triple stick. Titty stick. Spectrum titties. <laughs> All of them. All sizes. Titties aren't poisonous. Thank God. Oh, My that would be. were poisonous to you after you went through puberty. You suck Wouldn't on titties and then up? you get like. Oh, wait a minute. The forbidden fruit. <laughs> forbidden tatas. Oh, good point to cut out. The forbidden tatas. I have heard of a case of poison titties. What? Yeah. Oh. Does it have anything to do with a medical intervention? No, no. Uh, I had a friend who uh, her baby wouldn't latch, wouldn't breastfeed, and she had to go through all this, uh, you know, go to a counselor, the breastfeeding people, the leche league, and no one could figure it out until she started getting her, she literally got her milk tested, and apparently where she had been living had a case of black mold, and so a fucking, <laughs> she didn't know about Whoa. the mold I remember this spores mm-hmm. made her breast milk toxic, That's right. and the baby knew better than to drink it, so babies are angels. Babies. Dumb most of the time, but in this case, not so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only poison titties I know Thanks, about. Thanks, Fletcher. <laughs> Fletcher, Love you, Fletcher. You brought up uh, a copperhead. See, that was my first encounter with a venomous animal. I'm glad all our bullets just stuck with poisonous. Yeah. Like, everybody knows what that means. I know it's venom, but come on, everybody knows what that means. Oh, I learned something tonight. <laughs> you learned it tonight for the first time? I just uh, didn't... I've used the words to mean the same thing, okay? I didn't realize that poison is when you ingest. Yeah, poison that, is... Like, I understand what venom is. Yeah. I think of snake venom. Venom it's is something inject. that gets injected into you and makes you sicky. Shoots but on I, you. Like, I think of, uh, yeah, I guess I was thinking of, like, poisonous frogs, you know? And that's, again, some, you lick them, they get sick or whatever. I don't know. Anyways. I was confused. I didn't know. But now I know. I'm always learning. Always evolving. I was trying not to get poisoned. Yes. So your first time. My first time was indeed, uh, much like our buddy Lavish, in the Scouts. So in yeah. the Scouts, you spend a lot of time wandering around out in the wilderness where these weird things live, the creepy crawlies. <laughs> I can't believe this is still freaking me out. Um, yeah. And uh, if you go down 
closer to bodies of water, like in between dry rocks and bodies of water, I have to find some copperheads, especially in the summer when the sun's beating down. And uh, some some dudes found the copperhead and they wrangled it into a pillowcase and were taking (gasps) it around with them and shit. Oh. Uh, It was like an older kid when I was like, I don't know, 12 at the time. He was probably 15, 16, 17, somewhere in there. Yeah, he got in the. He never got nailed by it, but he sure was being reckless. Yeah, it seems pretty dumb. <clears throat> things are mean looking, man. Because they are They're just mean as fuck. They're super aggressive too. Mm. It's like you just don't even. If it's if it's a situation like that in the wilderness where like you just see one, you just go the other way. That's yeah. all of it. That's all. You're just done. You know, if it's if you see it in your yard, then it's the sort of like the get the shovel kind of situation. But out in the woods, like it's like, oh, there's a copperhead. Fuck this. Let's go away. Let's just turn around. Let's go the other way. I'm not sure one of the, my uh, kids in my dumbass troop who put it in a <laughs> pillowcase and wanted to take did, it all over the place. Did they know what it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. They, I'm sure they took precautions walked, walked putting all it around. in that pillowcase. Oh, look at me. I, I'm a Mr. Nature Lodge guy. I'm pretending like I know what I'm doing. I got a copperhead in this pillowcase. Jeez. I'm going to go like camp to camp showing everybody. It's like, dude, just why torture the thing? Give it to the nature lodge or put it. I don't know, like get it, uh, get it somewhere a little more secure. Burn than it your, with fire. Then your stupid ass pillowcase. I'm kidding. And it gets out in some campsite, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. Come on. Or you know, you're just being reckless, and somehow it jumps out, <laughs> bites someone, or some yeah, ignorant shit. That. You know. Luckily, nothing happened. Yeah. All's well that ends well. That's what they say. I wonder if this next caller agrees. So let's see. The first time I ever came across a poisonous anything. I was about six or seven years old. I was running around outside. Um, this is before I started wearing boots and nothing but boots. But I was running around outside in the, the grass and the clover, and I happened to step on a bee. Oh. Um, I ran to my mom, and I said, Hey, Mom, look, I got, I got hurt. She took a look at it. She said, oh, it's a bee sting. It's all right. It'll be okay. So I went back out to go play and came back in about 15 minutes later. And she dropped the casserole dish that she had in her hands, broke all over the floor. She grabbed me, threw me in the car, rushed me to the hospital. Uh-oh. And that's when I found out that the left-hand side of my body had swelled up to twice its normal rate. Oh, God. And that was the day that I learned a half-inch long insect could kill me. In the bowl. In the bowl. Damn. In the bowl, Rev. God bless your bee allergy, Rev. Damn. Ugh. Never have I ever been stung by a bee to find out if I'm allergic. Yeah. Three knocks on wood, because I want to keep it that way. <laughs> but I also want to keep bees, so I'm bound to find out eventually. Man, isn't being a kid wild? You can get tested for that kind of thing, you know? I'll have to do that. The little uh, scratch eventually. tests. Ugh. I'm not really interested in that, but okay. I'm uh, allergic to a lot of different weird shit, but uh, as to as far as, as far as like pollen and plants go, but not bees. Mm. Peanuts, not bees. Certainly not uh, allergic to this next color in any way. Hey, um, hey, probably not the first venomous animal, but definitely memorable. Uh, a bunch of uh, maybe seven-year-old scouts. Just jacking off out there in the woods in a southeastern region, uh, Jack's River. Um, okay. Jumped over a log and happened to 
be confronted with a, a rather thick bodied, very slate, darker, uh, flat colored, white cotton mouth. Oh, very uh, broadly, proudly displayed as we jumped over a log while we're playing a damn stupid scout game. I don't know. <laughs> Kick the can, over the can, whatever those stupid manhunt type yeah. games were. Yeah. Oh, we were having a good time, good damn time. And we all just kind of scattered, and that damn thing just slithered off in a way. But, uh, yeah. Nothing like uh, jumping over a big fallen log and on the other side being greeted by a broad, open mouth kind of hissing at you Ugh. or barely like making weird gasping breathing noise. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, <laughs> if I had it to do all over again, fuck that shit. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> uh, in the bowl. Adios. And the bowl, Dr. Sir. Yeah, fuck that shit. The one and only Dr. Sir Mike Roch. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's not what you would want to be doing. No. Oh, we had a blank fired. Blank fired in the voicemail. Uh, oh, then we fixed it. Hey, it's Vox up in southeast Alaska. Vox. I just wanted to tell you about my encounter with a poisonous animal. It yeah. was in New Orleans, Ooh. and uh, it was on a plate with french fries. It was a rattlesnake. And I'd do it again. Nice. In the bowl. Hell yeah. In the bowl. Munching on rattlesnake. That's the way to do it. Yes. That's the way to encounter it. On your plate. On the plate. Yep. She's got it figured out. Thank you, Vox. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, bowlers. Thanks for calling in. We are creeping up onto it here ourselves in FEMA Region 7 in the central time zone. It's five minutes away, baby. Five minutes away. When I was uh, I was down here cleaning the bowl last night, like doing a mad pack into the night before trash day kind of thing, as one does, and I found the F-tie list. Oh, sweet. And I found a lot of other cool shit that I've been wondering where the hell it's at, so that was cool. Um, so let's bring us up with uh, the things that we have right now. Uh, first time I ever fucked with a Ouija board. First time I ever kissed a girl. Didn't we do something like that? Yeah, I think we did that one already. Uh, first time I ever did Whippets. Oh, that's got to be a recent one because it's written on here sideways. So we ran out of room. Oh, nice. Uh, first time I ever got fired. First time I ever had phone sex. Uh, first time I ever got drunk. Feels awfully familiar too, but I think I think we had a blacked out one specifically. Fletcher asks if we ever did out-of-body experience. Oh, have we ever done out-of-body experience? I don't believe so. And I searched so. it and I didn't see anything, so... I don't believe that that one's been covered. Oh. I like it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. one. First time I ever I had an out-of-body experience, and then first time I ever signed a lease. I like that one, too. Oh, I'm going to add that to the list. Yeah, that's a good one. Because that's a good one to do soon. So many good ones. F-tie. Signed a lease. All right, cool. Well, uh, you might remember last week when I flubbed and I missed uh, the Great Rev Cyber Truckers metal moment. Uh, so we'll be bringing you that right meow. Yeah, meow. Right meow. We have a metal moment for you. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is the Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny with this week's metal moment. Heavy metal is one of those genres which lends itself to mixing with all styles of music. And no band is a better example of this than China's Tang Dynasty. Formed in 1988 and releasing their debut album in 1992, 
Tang Dynasty is recognized as China's very first heavy metal band. sound i love that that was very cool thank you rev yeah thanks rev cyber tracker we love you much love to the rev man china needs metal come Absolutely. on people wake up <laughs> wake up and taste the metal you got the gong you need the metal i mean come on and then the bongs because duh <clears throat> they really need that bongs gongs and tommy chongs Ew. that's what we stand for around here yes thank you rev you can always find out what he's got going on by following at Rev Cyber Trucker at noagendasocial.com. From any federated instance, how about that? You don't have to be on the No Agenda one. You can be on any of them and follow up. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Just saying. Just putting that out there. You know, so, you know what else I'd like to put out there? Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. <laughs> there is a uh, venomous animal washing up on the shores of Texas. Oh. Apparently. Sea slugs. Called Blue Dragons. Yuck. Yeah, they've been found on uh, Mustang Island and North Padre Island and could show up in Galveston if the wind keeps blowing the way it's been. Oh, man. Yeah, these, th- these things, they feed on Portuguese man-of-wars and uh, they take in that neurotoxin and hold on to it. Oh, God. Scary thing is, they're only like an inch to two inches big, and then they, they're washed up on the sand, so you like step on one, oh, you know, you really yikes. gotta look out. But the close-up picture of them, they're quite beautiful. Uh, quite a thing to behold. Uh, pretty cool, if you don't get stung. Yeah, just keep your uh, bare toes off of so, the <laughs> concentrated man-of-war poison. Wear your flip-flops. Living in these slugs. Good God. If you're doing the Texas beach thing. And people are like, oh, you don't live by the ocean. <laughs> God, yeah. yeah, dang, no. Watch no. your toesies. <laughs> oh, man. I threw this on the lanes. This is not a my typical lane story, but did you see the Easter Bunny whisk Biden away as he started talking about Afghanistan with a reporter? No. Oh, yeah. Well, it was during the White House Easter egg roll. I haven't seen any coverage of the <laughs> and, egg roll yet. Um, yeah, some reporter asked him about Afghanistan, and he started answering. He got a few words out. And then uh, the Easter Bunny uh, starts waving his arms around and shows Biden off. Uh-oh. 
Yeah. The words Biden said it was Pakistan should not and Afghanistan should be. And then there's the Easter Bunny. Save, Can't have him answering serious questions. Saved by the Easter Bunny, my God. Yeah. God gave him the cane. That's hilarious, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Allegedly. I didn't the, see anything from that. Yeah, my, the story, I had some things going on. The story, uh, yeah. The story goes that Biden was needed to blow a whistle to begin another round of the egg rolling competitions. Oh, and it was just, yes. you know, bad timing. Yes. He had important duties elsewhere. The yeah. bunny was like, you got to go now yeah. to blow the whistle. Don't answer a question, just blow the whistle. Yeah, come blow. I, I would suspect they want to keep his uh, improv limited, you know. Right. Anyways. Yeah, Christ, don't ask him a question. Hey, fuck off. Come over here. <laughs> the Easter Bunny was all over the place this weekend. Not trickster. Uh, parent dressed up as the Easter Bunny, handing out plastic eggs at a school. I believe it was Austin Tejas. Mm-hmm. No big thing, you know, taking the plastic eggs from the Easter Bunny, but sure. uh, they weren't all filled with candy. Uh-oh. Some of them had condoms in them, and this was a middle school. Unopened condoms. Yeah. In a package. Sealed and ready to go. But I think, wow, what a fucking creepo handing out condoms to middle schoolers. Yeah. You gotta feel real good about yourself. You gotta hide behind that fucking furry bunny outfit to do that shit. <laughs> so weird. And so then, of course, I click it on the article. I'm like, name and shame, name and shame, motherfucker. Where's the name? They didn't say that. You know, they just said, no, oh, the police were alerted and punishment for the parent will be uh, doled out. No, name and shame, tar and feather. Fuck that shit. Yeah. You're a creep. Stay shit. away from the school. Who are you? So I never have my kid go to your house. Because fuck that. Are you going to talk to my middle schooler about banging? Yeah. Middle that's... school. That's like fifth to eighth grade. Yeah. A little bit ludicrous. Gross. And my equal and opposite story to that is that there was a woman at, uh, around the Pentagon City Mall in Arlington, Virginia, who was concerned when she saw a guy taking pictures of children from a distance. So she approached a security guard uh, and told him she was concerned. And the guard approached the man and, uh, you know, talked to him to figure out what he was doing, taking pictures of these kids. And the guy said, oh, they're my kids. But the woman was not convinced, so she pepper sprayed the shit out of him and then ran. And she's still at large, being sought on a charge of malicious injury by a caustic agent. Yeah. For pepper spraying a guy for taking pictures of his own kids. People are nuts, dude. Yeah, I think that's a gutter ball. That is a gutter ball, I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's what just be sure before you pepper spray a person. You know? Yeah. Pepper spray is for if you're being attacked. Like yeah. Not if you see a dude taking pictures of anyone. That's not an appropriate response. No. You well, have, and while have the security guard is taking care of it, you know, or whatever. The, if she was that concerned, she's she, trying to be a hero. She did the right like, thing. Oh, this like, is the do- Oh. Oh. I've had this pepper spray. For 18 months in my purse. I knew I would get a chance to use it. That's the kind of person you're dealing with right there. Yeah, well, she's on the loose. Well, she better be on the tight, goddammit. Sick of this shit. Whoa! It's 420 in FEMA Region 7. Big pews coming in. Woo! Happy 420 officially. Thanks, Harv Hat. 4,200 sats. Cheers, Harv Hat. 4,200 sats out of uh, Curio Caster at the live tag. Boosting 420 live. Beautiful. 
Cheers, man. Thank you. I don't know. I kind of appreciate that level of Karen who's looking out for the kids, though. Because there's a lot of creepy motherfuckers hanging around where kids are. You know? And if someone was taking pictures of my kids, I would want to know. But then she just went a step too far with the pepper spray. Yeah. Anyways, uh, a company has settled dog leasing allegations for more than 900,000 doll hairs. You ever heard of dog leasing? Mm. It's like car leasing, but with a dog. Where you, I've not heard of you this. You get a dog. Like and lease you to own, or make it's like payments, <laughs> and then when your lease is up, you make a big lump sum payment, and ownership is transferred to you, even <laughs> though you've been picking up the shit of this dog and feeding it and grooming it, and paying lease payments for it. Imagine just, getting your dog repoed. <laughs> well, it does say that missed payments result in repossession. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Jesus. You almost snuck it right by me. That was my goal, but you're on to my tricks. Yeah, me. Uh, it took me a second. So now this this company is in California, and they were leasing dogs in Massachusetts, so I'm already confused. Like, what kind of... Uh, I won't even ask. I'm sure the bowlers know. There's probably very expensive dogs out there that are thousands of dollars that you got to pull a lease on. But if you got to lease your dog, I don't think you should have that dog, you know? Yeah, like Just, a bichois tout français. A pure breed. Those cost a lot of money. With, like, very special parents that were in shows and stuff. AKC shows or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So dumb. But um, the dinger of this is the company is going to stop collecting the on all the active leases, and they're going to cancel about $700,000 in outstanding debt on 211 dogs, which you know what that averages out to owed per lease? What? $3,300. It's a real kick in the knackers, bro. Just a real ouchie, bro. So there's that magic number. Wow. Popping up. Uh, ownership, of course, will be transferred to the Massachusetts residents who've been leasing their dogs. <laughs> and um, they're also providing $175,000 in restitution to consumers and paying $50,000 to the state because leasing dogs is illegal in Massachusetts. Well, it seems like a big fat scan um, for sure. I mean, if dogs are people too, then think about that. You've been leasing people. You can't lease people. That's trafficking. Yeah, you have to buy them outright. Yeah. You can't do this trafficking bullshit. Yeah. So, ugh. I, uh, open my eyes to a whole new world of uh, scams. <laughs> Another Dog scam. Well, here's one. Here's one. Uh, I got a clip. I brought a clip for this one. Ooh, I like clips. The CT scan tells the shocking story. An inch-long dental drill bit lodged deep in Tom Josie's lung. How no, did this happen? You. Well, I don't know. I was at the dentist getting a tooth filled, and the next thing I knew, I was told I swallowed this tool. So I didn't really even feel it going down. All I did was really felt a cough. Doctors believe that inhaling just before he coughed sent the metal object deep into the 60-year-old maintenance worker's airways. No. So deep, says pulmonary expert Dr. Abdul Al-Rayas, that normal scopes couldn't reach it. No. When I saw the CAT scan and where that um, object is sitting, it was really far down oh. on the right lower lobe of the lung. What happens if he can't get it out? And really, the answer was part of my lung was going to have to get removed. No. That's when Dr. El Reyes and the Aurora Kenosha team decided oh to try God. a newer device 
one not designed for removing foreign objects. It's more for early detection of cancer, especially lung cancer. But you knew you could use it for this. I, that, exactly right. The reason is, is this. The size of this catheter. As you can see from the video of the scan, the medical team was able to navigate the narrow airwaves and reach the drill piece and pull it out without any harm to the patient. And I was <sighs> never so happy in my life when I opened my eyes and I saw him with a smile under that mask shaking a little plastic container no that had the tool in it. A souvenir Josie says he now keeps on a shelf at home. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's pretty gruesome. Get rid but, of that shit. Uh, yeah, I guess that that's not exactly an uncommon uh, situation. What the fuck? In case fuck? you're not, you know, disliking of dental visits already. What the fuck? I love the dentist now. Yeah, that thing was in him for four days. No. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, in the article I mentioned that <laughs> the doctors started hearing from a bunch of other doctors who were like, wow, I've had identical cases. And I'm guessing that their patient might not have been so lucky, or Should there would have been a national a look story at these, about it. Should be taking a look at these dental tools, my, uh, my God. Yeah. The, if it's like not the bit's not attached well enough, I can just suck it up like, while I'm oh, laying there. Oh, it's not that weird for your dentist to what? To what? For you to inhale? Drop the tools in your fucking lungs? Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 Don't be doing that, dentist. That's why I brought a clip. I didn't really want to talk about it much. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Take the headphones That's off and of let the clip play. <laughs> it's a hell of a role there. Uh, yeah, you know who else had a hell of a role? Who's that? A man who was awarded $450,000 by a jury over an unwanted office birthday party. Whoa. Yeah, paid off. That's a very happy fucking birthday after it's all said and done. Seriously. This dude, he told his manager not to throw a surprise birthday for him because it would cause him immense stress by bringing up bad childhood memories uh -oh. regarding his parents' divorce. I know this is already too much information disclosed about this guy, but you should just say, hey, I don't want a surprise party. And that's the end of it. Yeah. But no, the supervisor either forgot to pass along his request or his coworkers didn't give a fuck and threw him one anyway. And he had a full-blown panic attack. Oh, no. Yeah. To make matters worse, the next day, he was called into a higher-up's office and criticized for his reaction uh, being told that he stole his co-worker's joy and was being a little girl. Uh, during, <laughs> while listening to this criticism, he had another full-blown panic attack and was fired. <laughs> so, uh, you know, took their asses to court. Wow. Judge agreed that his panic attacks didn't make him a danger. Right. Uh, the company founder said her employees, not the plaintiff, were the victims in this case. And then made an email statement uh, saying... Quote, with ever-increasing incidents of workplace violence, this verdict sets a very dangerous precedent for employers and, most importantly, employees, that unless physical violence actually occurs, workplace violence is acceptable. Which is like, yeah. the guy's panic attack is threatening to you at all? It's only threatening to himself. Yeah. It makes no sense, right? Am I missing something? I don't understand it. Yeah. Like... You gotta take violence serious, even if no violence happens. Yeah, exactly. I guess it's like, they, they're okay with violence this, when violence doesn't happen? What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh -huh. like, maybe him just saying, like, uh, birthday parties will trigger me, uh, is what she was afraid of. Like, maybe she was afraid he might not have had a panic attack. He might have shot everyone instead. That could have been his panic attack, but... 
I think that they should have taken his request to not have a surprise party seriously. And this wouldn't have even been a story. Now the guy gets $450,000 to play with. I say, good for him. Uh, Coloradoans are very concerned about an ugly deer. Oh, dear. It's a very ugly deer, indeed. <laughs> dear. Um, they've been calling wildlife officials pretty much nonstop about it. So they did have someone go out and check this deer out. Uh, it's covered with growths all over its body, which are cutaneous fibromas caused by a deer virus. Unspecified. They don't talk about what kind of virus it is. It's just uh, it's a virus a deer get, you know? Not serious. They said the deer is fine, and then eventually these growths will all regress and heal completely, and then the deer will have lifelong resistance to future infections from said virus. Unknown virus. No, thank you. No. That's what we just need is another virus going down. It's nasty. I'll post a picture of this ugly deer in the bowl. Everyone wants to see the growths. The fibromas. Uh, oh, I got another clip. Ooh, you're full of clips tonight. He's He claims she drank four to five sips. A Dixie cup full of not juice or water, a mixed tequila drink served to five and six-year-olds. Whoops. How did she feel? Um, she feel like a little woozy. She's a little dizzy when we went in, in there with the principal. We asked her, was she okay? How did she feel? She said a little dizzy. These parents puzzled, understandable. Their daughters given Jose Cuervo margaritas they thought was juice by a fellow kindergartner Thursday at Grand River Academy in Livonia at snack time. She said the girl poured it in her cup and she drank it and then... The girl ended up telling her what it was. So she went to the teacher and told the teacher that it's liquor in this cup, and the teacher gave her, like, a funny face. It turned out to be a single-serve pre-mixed drink like this. The little girl brought it to school in her backpack. I had a small conversation with my daughter about it, not nothing big, and she told me that the girl knew that it was liquor. Parents are obviously angry over what happened, directing some of that anger to school officials here at Grand River Academy, asking, wondering, how could this have been prevented? The school released a statement to us saying in part, while we try to keep an eye on everything our students bring to school, that's simply not possible. It's unfortunate that these types of adult beverages can be easily mistaken for child-friendly drinks, end quote. They also called Poison Control, who said to give the kids water and crackers. I'm not sure if they short-staffed or whatever, but, you know, it shouldn't have happened. The five kindergartners who drank the tequila were all okay. The school tells parents in a letter home they'll dole out discipline to the student who served them. But these moms say it's the parents that need the punishing. If your child know what it is, there's nothing wrong with it, but they should know not to touch it as well. They should know that it's, it's not for kids. This is another example of why. Schools are for fools. Yep. That's not juice. It's Jose Cuervo. Fools. Oh, we get a boost in the cash app, Phoenix tells me. All right. 42,000 sats. Woo! Heck yeah. Thanks, Phoenix. For 2020 in sets, really. Think about it. Yes. And she says, happy 420. Yeah, happy 420. In the bowl. In the bowl. It's a good 420. I saw an instant karma story, so I threw it on the lanes. Ooh. A California man 
was killed after a car ran him over while he was trying to steal its catalytic converter. This is a nationwide epidemic. <laughs> right? We just use that word now. For him epidemic. Getting run over. No, the catalytic converter thefts. But oh yeah, for him getting uh rolled uh rolled over, yeah. We rolled a strike for sure. Instant yeah. karma. I love that. Fuck yeah. him. Yeah, stop stealing that shit. Yeah. Get your scrap metal elsewhere. From your own property, though. Uh, and finally, videos have been caught in Kyle, Texas, of orange glowing orbs in the sky. And uh, they're not that far off the ground, but they make no sound. So is it a drone? Is it a Chinese lantern? Hmm. No one knows. It moves kind of fast. And um, if you start searching around, you find more and more videos of them. Uh, there is one where they seem to meet and then change direction. But who knows? Weird. I don't think we'll get any straight answers on it either. No, likely not. But what we will get a straight answer on is what the first time I ever is next week. Yeah, that's right. I might even uh, update the topic tonight. That would be good. For what the first time I ever is. Yeah, right after the show, because you won't have to run away in pain, wincing and shit, looking for relief to scream. Yeah, and that's up. right. We have time for regular post-show shenanigans. Yeah. That's what I love. That's what I love. Well. I like the first time I ever had phone sex. Now Let's I, get that off. I thought list. that we had I picked one. Oh, the lease? First time I ever signed a lease? The Fletcher one. First time I ever had an out-of-body experience? Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, okay. That's the only one I didn't write down, because oh. I thought we were doing that one. Well, let's go with it, then. Let's roll with it. First time I ever had an out-of-body experience next week. It's 420. Uh, I'm about having an out-of-body experience right now. <laughs> yeah. Out-of-body experience right now. You imagine we just end the show. It's like, bang. <laughs> I'm out of my body. Like, what else can I do? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, bowlers. Oh, um, by the way, Phoenix wanted me to point out that's from Phone Boy and Phoenix. That, thank you, Phone Boy and Phoenix. Boost. Yeah. And thank you all, bowlers, for hanging out. Another stoner Christmas. Bicycle day. 420 Eve. It is officially 420, of course. Woo! In FEMA Region 7. And uh, we've got... 23 and a half hours to go. This 420, we're going to make the most of it. That's right. And we hope you make the most of it too. Love you hanging out. We will be hanging out. We will be coming at you at an undisclosed time uh, for perhaps the Bulls with Buds this weekend. And definitely in Ablecraft. And also all kinds of shenanigans and fun at the Casey Bitcoin block party. So stoked about it. So all of those adventures and more, you can hear the recap, of course. Next Tuesday, we'll be back at it again. Same time, right after DH Unplugged. Right around 9 o'clock in the central time zone. Till then, you'll find me just over here being Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. Till next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl. Bowl, bowl after bowl, bowlafterbowl.com. Bowlafterbowl.com. Bowl after bowl. Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. Walk on. Smoke on. Mwah. 
that visa? Nah, nigga, it's weed. Why do you think they call it dope? It can lead to other drugs. That's a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. Studies show marijuana can be very psychologically addictive. Man, 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 f*** them studies. You make weed look so uncool. You need to grow up and get high, my nigga. 